0: What's up everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO episode 77. I'm one of your hosts Greg Miller alongside he only does everything. Colin Moriarty. It's good to be here with you today. It's good to be here with you today as well. How's that blue kind of funny hoodie treating you?
1: It's good. Kevin tried to tell me it was his. I it's heard I heard today. there was this thing that I stole that I stole his hoodie came back in. There's a hoodie that he thought was mine around. I had a little the little string drawstring mm. in there. I'm like, oh, that can't be mine. Kevin. Get rid so of those. That can't be
0: mine. Yeah. Also the wrong size. That, uh, right? That's also yeah. That's actually Way more just important component. Disappeared That sucks Where Who do you think took it
2: I, A medium sized hoodie Has appeared out of nowhere Yeah No one has a medium Apparently Okay And mine's gone Huh Which is the large Here's- So hundred percent, just blame Jen.
0: Here's my hoodie. Oh, my Jen, you think dude? it? Yeah. Have you texted her yet? No. Nah, Look it's into too much it. Work. Here's my hoodie story of the day. Mm. I'm I'm coming downstairs today. Mm. Got my new backpack. My old Astro backpack broke. Got a new Astro backpack. Uh, I got the stupid state of California sends us the like rules and regulations of a business every year. I got that in a poster tube. Mm. I got I got my lunch or something else, and I got my uh, uh, sweatshirt. Climbing into the Uber. Uber does the thing I hate sitting in the middle of the road like come. I, we have a driveway pull over a little bit give give a nudge mm. like you're trying dude doesn't even try mm. just gets right there mm. so i open the door and as soon as i start getting in the lady behind us starts honking the horn and i sit down it's totally the chill san francisco like fucking hippie dude Just like oh man calm down the sun's shining lady and i'm <laughs> like yeah the sun is shining dude it's great out there he's like i, I know. am to fucking kill you he's like it's a wide road And she's still honking it's a wide road man and so we start going and she keeps honking after us I'm like, oh god! And then she pulls up beside us, and I'm and he starts rolling the window. I'm like, don't, don't make a thing! <laughs> and he, she's honking the horn still, and he rolls down the window, and she rolls down her window, and she's like, hey, I just wanted to tell you, he dropped his jacket back there, and we looked back, and my my hoodie was in the in the road. I was like, oh, oh man, good karma on okay. you, Miss. Oh, I can, nice. I didn't, ex-
1: I didn't expect it to take that kind of.
0: It time. was a swerve, everybody. We didn't know it was going to happen. That's what happened. Call Moriarty. Congratulations on your platinum of horizon.
1: Thank you. Zero oh, dawn. You Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, apparently, uh, no missable trophies after all. So it just matters that you do a certain number of side quests, but that you know, the, well, certain side quests not even a number; it's the the, the, the specific side quest. Yeah, I don't. Like do think yeah, you, you do the Yeah, do them in any case. Uh, uh, what a great game! Yeah, what yeah, a really, really what a fantastic great game! game. Um, yeah, so that's what I spent a lot of time with. Played a yeah. little bit of Wildlands. Not really. I don't really have anything to say about it. Uh, how,
0: how, how, a cu- An uh, hour?
1: Okay. 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 I mean, I don't. I don't really have it. Mechanic-wise to say seems solid. Yeah, I've played. Yeah, definitely. I don't like the idea that I have. Uh, I mean, I understand it's an inherently multiplayer game, but I don't like that I have my squad mates with me. You squad up, never roll alone. Yeah, I, I would rather just kill them. And you want to do own. the old uh, yeah, the Rainbow uh, what, Six? Rainbow three, six shoot them all in the head and go. Um, yeah, so I played that, and then I played. Looking forward know, to that Zelda. one. I'm a big
0: fan of that one. I had played obviously a, a, a bunch. Uh, for Eddie three that one year with tim and then down in uh, uh at ubisoft a while back we had a let's play up here on, on uh kind of uh but ex- excitingly if you're listening to this the day this goes live we're kevin and i doing a six hour twitch stream over on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games playing through with the subs it'll be fun i'm looking forward to it i hope it holds up i was hitting hitting up that fran mirabella fm3 he goes by he's been playing it mm-hmm. he was asking if i was already into it i'm like mm-hmm. no nah, this weekend zelda i'll worry about wildlands when i get to wildlands sure and i'm sorry what was the other game you have been playing? Oh, just Zelda. Oh, okay. For yeah. A couple hours. Of course. Of course. We'll talk about that later. Uh, worth pointing out the persona preview goes up. I played that for a few hours before I got uh, horizon and Zelda, the double whammy, and it's great. It's, it's more persona. I'm super. It's if you're a persona fan, you understand that. I think I'm like three or four hours in, which means I'm not even out of like the tutorial. I'm still learning system, so it's not like I can give you a real thing, but it's beautiful charming. Cool. It's unbelievable how early we got it. Yeah. 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 Lots going on. A lot of going on, but that's their game. If you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, Kind of com is going to PAX East this Friday, the 10th, 830 p.m. in the Dragonfly Theater. It is kind of funny, embarrasses your high school bully. If you can convince your high school bully to come, we'll embarrass him for you. And if you can't, we will just probably yell and play video games and scream at each other. And if you didn't know this, is PSI Love You XOXO. It is kind of com's PlayStation Podcast. So go there, subscribe to the show, keep the mics on. It is the number one PlayStation Podcast on the internet because of your support thank you so much for that and it posts every 9 a.m tuesday pacific time regardless of where you are in the world it's 9 a.m pacific it Goes up as one big video on kind of and podcast services around the globe so like subscribe share and do all of that Colin, yes let's begin the show with whatever
1: what this is so slick today have you moved anything push that around it's like an air hockey table out here i love air hockey god you know when you have to flip the puck over to make the pocket of air like if it oh to right sky, right, you right, right. It over and it's make a new pocket
0: i always liked it when the air hockey table was broken but you'd still like fucking get on there and you'd slam it around and like
1: break somebody's knuckles because it's not how you're supposed to play it no i had an air hockey table i actually had my own it was really, we did, really now, good. did you have a nice one or did you have like one of the sears 99 no, I, I had a nice one. Oh, that's awesome i hate when
0: somebody be like i got an air hockey table you go to the house and it's like this like right. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no it was nice i mean it was it was it was expensive um my my family was very nice to me when i was young when they i was weren't. a young man
0: <laughs> <laughs> just then not anymore no
1: and forever much. will be Roper's
0: report <laughs> time
1: for some singular possessive news uh, there are seven items on the list Not a a week. I mean obviously because really it's Nintendo's week uh, number one March 2017's free games for PlayStation Plus subscribers are now known and live if you're looking for a PS4 game you can grab disc jam tear away unfolded and Lumo if you're gaming on PS3 you can play Undernight in birth and earth defense force 2025 and finally if you're looking for a Vita game yes you, can you play are Lumo and severed yes you are which is a nice little... I mean, that's a great freebie if you haven't played Severed yet.
0: Hot damn Severed is awesome. Don't be an idiot. Play it. Game on Parker wrote in to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ just like you can and says, Hey! Colin and Greg. Hey. With March's PlayStation Plus games announced, I can't help but feel excitement. I already own Tearaway Unfolded, but I am super excited for my friends to get it. It was one of my favorite Vita games, and I know you guys weren't the biggest fans, but I love playing it again on PlayStation 4. So, with Disc Jam and Severed also being PlayStation Plus games for March, and with Planet 3 leading the charge in February, is it safe to say that PlayStation Plus games are starting to look up again? I remember PlayStation Plus used to be great, then it went to meh, but now it seems to be turning back around. Has Sony, has Sony finally heard our cries? Love you both, but I think I love Horizon Zero Dawn a little bit more.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I mean, I I, think it's... I don't think anything's really changing. It's always it's, it's been the same kind of situation. PlayStation
0: Plus has been great since launch. People have been crying, crybabying and about the games for a long, long time. Guess what? This month, there's games you like, games you wanted, games you needed. Last month, maybe other people wanted those games you didn't. This is the problem. It's a hodgepodge every time. Who wants what? Are there some months that are just total garbage? Of course there are. You can't please anyone, so... You can't. They got too many people out there. You rock on PlayStation Plus. You keep it up. Yeah. I mean, if you want... Good wanna,
1: job. If you want a good example of... Uh, How you can't please anyone just go ahead and check out the uh, the furor over the cultural appropriation of Horizon, which was one of the funniest things I've ever read in my entire life. Greg, number two, did this make the report? No. Okay. well, then it's not even worth our time. (laughs) Number two, the report Bungie has finally spoken about how the company intends on wrapping up the original destiny and then gave us a bit of information about destiny, Two, which is slated for launch this fall. For starters, the Age of Triumph is slated to be revealed later this week, stating that it'll be a, quote, fun and memorable celebration that will bring the first major chapter of our Destiny adventures to a fitting close, end quote. As for Destiny 2, Bungie stated that, quote, sequels represent the start of a new adventure for every player, with new worlds to explore, new stories to tell, new powers to acquire, new loot to earn, and much more. This led us to a decision that would enable us to serve both the game and the player's best interests. Destiny 1 power, possessions, and Eververse-related items and currency will not carry forward. They will, however, remain accessible to you in Destiny 1, end quote. There will be some sort of way to identify high-level dedicated Destiny 1 players in Destiny 2, however, so other players know that what you accomplished in the previous game and whatnot. But basically, they're starting from scratch. And this makes sense to me. Anyone who would be upset about that is a little strange.
0: I didn't get it. Yeah, there was obviously the internet outrage about it. I didn't see the reasoning for it. Like, you're getting what you want, right? You're going to be getting a new game with more content, more missions to run, more XP to go. You know? So wouldn't it. you
1: want to start from scratch?
0: Exactly. And, so, and you're also going to get, I'm sure, new engrams and capes and all those other jazz and colors. It'll
1: make it sure cool. Jesus, I was going to say, what's going on with you? Making some weird faces when I. Well, I was fighting it, Colin. Sometimes
0: the devil wants in, and this time I said, take me. I
1: don't know what that means. Number three eagerly awaited horror game a sequel outlast 2 finally has a release date it will launch on playstation 4 as well as other platforms on april 25th in north america and april 28th in the uk and some other territories it will cost 30 dollars if you're looking for a retail combination of outlast outlast whistleblower and outlast 2 keep an eye out for that it's called outlast trinity and will cost 40 dollars mm. so if you're not if you're new to outlast that will be a good way to start that's retail getting on only here getting on here uh number four, Oh, should i close the story So god me, damn it uh let me look for it real quick i'll fill time hey everybody it's me greg how are you because this is an Have interesting ever, one. Oh, here's there. the thing. I got Puppies, it. they're cute, but they get too much credit. Too much. Number four. The Bolivian government is upset about its portrayal as a narco state in Ghost Recon Wildlands. These motherfuckers. Word comes by way of Reuters. Here's what the story says. So I'll just read you the story. This is from Reuters. Uh, some person says, the Bolivian government has filed a formal complaint with the French embassy about a video game produced by a French company that portrays the South American country as an area controlled by drug traffickers, authorities said. The game, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands, was produced by France-based Ubisoft Entertainment SA and is set to be officially launched next week. The game's beta version has been downloaded by 6.8 million users, according to Ubisoft. Speaking to reporters on Wednesday, Interior Minister Carlos Romero said Bolivia has delivered a letter to the French ambassador and asked that the French government intervene, adding that Bolivia reserved the right to take legal action. Quote, we have the standing to do it, take legal action, but at first we prefer to go to the route of diplomatic negotiation, and quote, Romero said. In the video game, according to a synopsis, a Mexican drug cartel controls Bolivia and has turned it into a violent anarchic anarchic narco state. Bolivia is the world's third largest producer of cocoa leaves and used to manufacture cocaine behind Colombia and Peru. In a statement to Reuters on Thursday, Ubisoft said the game is a work of fiction and that Bolivia was chosen as a background for the game because of its, mag- quote, magnificent landscapes and rich culture, end quote. Quote, while the game's premise imagines a different reality than one that exists in Bolivia today, we do hope that the in-game world comes close to representing the country's beautiful topography, end quote, Ubisoft said. The French embassy in La Paz did not immediately respond to a written request for comment on Thursday. I wish Ubisoft just said... uh, Go fuck yourself, Bolivia. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I don't want to get too in the weeds on this, but... Going to look something up real quick. First of all, Bolivia, you know, spending all this diplomatic time, which is money, and then talking about how they might take a a might have a, a legal action a legal action Some here. recourse here. Um, let's see. Your GDP per capita is seven thousand one hundred and ninety dollars, ranked ninety first in the world. So maybe instead of using the money uh, to sue the French government or yeah. to sue Ubisoft over um, the representation of your country, you might want to just maybe. Take get it, better care of your people. Also, sure. uh, Bolivia uh, has high crime rates. Bolivia is a massive producer of cocaine and cocoa leaves. Uh, and it's really not that far-fetched, considering I was reading, that as I tweeted out the other day, I read the State Department's page on Bolivia and then just copied it with like all the crime, like moderate to high for everything, yeah. corruption, super high. Uh, stay away from all of these areas don't do any of these things while you're there I'm like mm, doesn't seem that inaccurate and that's
0: the thing the game <laughs> it talks about being fictionalized and it's
1: like they've taken the, the drug
0: cartels taken over the entire it's like okay calm the fuck down it's not like we're saying right now everything straight up is that way Everybody needs to chill out, Colin. It's, I know you've never seen it or talked about it, but I'm starting to think some
1: people just looking for a reason to be mad about yeah, it. No, yeah, Well, it's the same thing with the cultural appropriation of Horizon. One of the most... Are you uh, sure forward, you don't want to talk about this? One of the most forward-thinking games I'd ever seen in which, having played 50 hours of it, never once thought... Hey, man, you're really using the word braves wrong.
0: Tom 1993X writes in and says, Hello, Colin and Greg. Horizon Zero Dawn has been attributed as one of the best games of the generation. With that kind of praise comes a lot of attention, not all of it good, and thus brings me to an article I read on PlayStation Lifestyle, where Horizon Zero Dawn's narrative director, John Gonzalez, responded to criticism addressed addressing the use of cultural appropriation. In particular, the following from a Native American writer, Dia Lacina Quote, The uncritical use of words like primitive and savage to describe appropriated culture signifiers on large media platforms serves to reinforce racist and colonialist ideas about indigenous people. If you're not aware of the broad strokes of cultural appropriation that happens with natives, a Google search will give you dozens of examples to look for. This kind of thing makes my blood. This is not unquote. We're back to Tom. Oh, I'm sorry, i
1: we back. Okay, we're back. This kind
0: of thing makes my blood boil. It aims to stifle creativity and silence creative expression. I want developers to be able to create whatever content they like, with whatever setting they like, with whatever narrative they like. I'm therefore thankful that John Gonzalez didn't apologize. Instead, he explained why those decisions were made. Mad kudos to the Guerrilla Games there. He has the quote over here now. The vocabulary was certainly, dis- this is John Gonzalez. The ca- vocabulary was certainly discussed when, during the creative process in terms of wanting to make sure we were sensitive to the cultural concerns of our audience. We weren't looking for inspiration from one particular group, and we, ca- we cast the net widely to look at cultures, cultures, tribal cultures around the world and throughout history. That's why a lot of the people talk about the Nora as being like Vikings, or why there are visual elements reminiscent of Celtic pictographs. So, inspiration came from a lot of places talking about talking about the term brave with that in particular our research into it was that it was not a term that would seem offensive we were trying to find a term that would combine the capabilities of a warrior and the capabilities of a hunter it was a term that we felt was not derogatory as we came across some terms that were definitely slurs against native americans and other groups throughout history and so our decision was based on brave not being a hot button term back to tom I'd like to say this is a non-issue, but the article was trending on Facebook, so a lot of attention was given to it. Hence, I thought I'd bring it up. What do you guys think? Personally, I think we should reject this
1: nonsense outright. Thanks a bunch, Tom from the UK. It's absurd. It's more. It's more just identity politics at play. Everyone has a fucking axe to grind. I'm oh, sorry. Is that offensive to blacksmiths? And to I would think to, I would to, think lumberjacks. Oh, lumberjacks. Um, and uh, to, to target. This is the weird thing about this piece to me. And why I took it to task and why a lot of people took it to task. And I think rightfully so. There's multiple reasons. Number one, uh, Horizon deals with multiculturalism and uh, uh, gender and all these kinds of things in very progressive ways. The society is extremely diverse. The society is also dominated by matriarchs. Um, especially the Nora, which is where uh, Aloy comes from. They are matriarchal society. And this isn't um, something
0: that's beating you over the head. Like no. I can't believe the women are in charge no. or I hate that other group because of
1: the color of their skin. They, the groups don't get along, but it's not based on the racial stereotypes or if things were held up. on. Huh? No, exactly. And sec- the second thing is is that the racial diversity in the game, I actually noticed that. I mean, it was something I noticed as a positive. I was like, there are a lot of just random types of people in this game. It's not yeah. just black and white. It, there's Asian and and uh seems like uh, some native or or um you know whatever it might be hispanic i mean there's like the runs the gamut i mean there's like all sorts of different people in there yeah um in the game and i was like oh, that's that's nice and i i actually thought that horizon if anything would have been applauded by the people that have access to grind about fucking literally everything but instead uh this particular writer decides to pick out uh this completely innocuous thing that's not even really a point of the game um, and aim, aims it more at games journalists, probably the most overtly, comically, cartoonishly uh, liberal group of people I've ever encountered in my life uh, and takes them for tasks because they don't use. I'm looking at her piece now. Uh, it says I'm really bummed out and we need to talk about why. Oh, God. In the past week leading up to the launch of Guerrilla Games Horizon Zero Dawn, I've read several thousand words about it. Now, on the eve of its launch, I've read several thousand more. Most of those words repeat, but none of so glaringly as these. Tribal, primitive, braves, and savage. But in all those thousands of words, those dozens of instances of that particular verse, no one calls them into question. Not a single review makes mention of the historical usage of those words or the tropes reflected in Horizon that caused the writers to use them without hesitancy. What the fuck are you talking about? You know, why would a review be like, by the way, they call them braves, and can we get into the 400-year-old history of the word brave real quick as a tangent in my video game review? Like, anyone cares. It's this kind of cultural uh appropriation nonsense this idea that no one can a white person can't dress up as an as an indian on on halloween the idea shit i got it with a conversation with colin was right yesterday when i when i tweeted out um uh just from another angle when i was like here's the schedule of the interviews that are gonna go on that i did at gdc why is it only white men i don't know because maybe they have they have interesting ideas I, i wasn't really trying to go for any sort of well, so they quota. were the, the vocal ones
0: who argued with you, right? Exactly. Like so, these are The whole point of that series. Is these are the guys who on Twitter were yelling
1: at you like Adam Boyce, who was like, I don't agree with you on this point. Let's have a conversation. It's just so it's just so absurd. And I feel bad for Mr. Gonzalez. And I feel bad for Gorilla because they they did it all right. It's not even like this game has deep racist undertones or this game has no gender diversity or anything like that This you're playing as a female first of all a very empowering female who's going to be the next great PlayStation icon a redhead by the, red way. Head, a- by the
0: way who should be fucking
1: getting sunburned in the right. sun non-stop. Exactly. and she's very immune to that kind yeah. of stuff but then you also have this uh, again this society that is so brilliantly written and if I was over at Gorilla I would have you would my eyes would have rolled so fucking hard when I read this piece that you would have actually heard them rolling. That's how that's how much into what extreme they're rolling.
0: Here's my thing though, and, and I I think. Tom I would imagine is on the is he's clearly on uh, on our side. He's over here with us being like, are we really getting offended about this? Do you think that most people were on this side on this one? This didn't seem like one that was getting traction in a way of you're right everybody, we missed something. This is wrong. It
1: was like real like it's that really like no, but, this is what we want to get into. But There, but this is the stuff, like, where everyone, there's a whole group of people out there that feel like they need to defend everyone and everything at all times. As if Native Americans can't defend themselves, as if women can't defend themselves, as if black people can't defend themselves. Everyone has to step in and defend everyone else. And what you saw with this article was, yeah, there was a lot of pushback and a lot of, like, what the fuck is this shit? But there was a lot of people being like, oh, it is a, because, like, it, it rallies up this whole thing where I'm like, you guys are making an issue over nothing. There is nothing here. I do not give a fuck if I'm a white male. There is nothing here that anyone should be offended about, and instead of celebrating what an accomplishment this game is, not from a gameplay perspective, it is an accomplishment in a gameplay perspective, not from a storytelling perspective, it is also an accomplishment from that perspective, but again, from the diverse representation of peoples in that game. Instead, you choose to pick this out, and the person didn't even play the game, as far as I understand, as far as I can tell. So that kind of stuff annoys me, because it's just like, it's always something. It is always something. And I loved their response. Yeah. Because it was no, about, it, it was about it. It. as good as it can get. And that was the that thing. But it doesn't
0: you, end with... like. There's more... And John Gonzalez basically was like... "We. This is the internet, though. Whenever he's yeah, going mean, to get mad I, at something. Well, that's the big thing. Is you, you have basically, the, like, the rest of the quote? With the
1: nature of the internet, you basically have no fucking idea what anyone's going to get mad about. I right. loved that answer. And if I was them, I would have been much more current and been like, we are not sorry. We have done nothing wrong. And our game... Uh, is It, it pushes the, di- the boundaries of diversity, it pushes the boundaries of gender acceptance, it pushes the boundaries of all of these kinds of things. And I was hoping that maybe we would be applauded about that instead of picking out this minute bullshit.
0: You know, and this from I did you, did you ever see you didn't respond to. It. You see this text I sent you last night the screen cap oh, from yeah, Twitter. Sorry, yeah, My there, friend no. Kevin, it doesn't matter. My friend Kevin tweeted, "Wow, Roger Stone is fucking nuts." And then he puts in brackets, gets accused of being an ableist and yelling at yelling at, yelling at for yeah, shaming and Stone. yelled at for shaming at mental health. Kevin back. Oh, that's why we're still losing. You know what I mean? That's the point is like even when you're on the the right side, even when you're in your own ecosystem, even when you are guerrilla Games making a game that is diverse, that is doing all this stuff what can somebody get mad about? They're going to get mad about it, and it's going to become a story that we are going to talk about. I do feel this one was, I was heartened that this one was that was universally like, wait, really? Like, I don't, re- we're going to get mad about savages and primitive. Like, we're, the- like, I would never associate those words with Native American culture. I'm sorry that they do, or this one writer does. And it's just, where what words are safe anymore?
1: And what are we going to do? And like, can we just make video games? Can we play video games? Can we all be nice to each other? Let me give you an example, Please of, me give me an example. Of, of like, I was playing Rise of the Tomb Raider. Which I thought handled Lara Croft very well. They, they've desexualized Lara to an extent. They've uh, made her a serious archaeologist and historical figure. Like, well, not a historical figure, but a, 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 she's not a historian. historical man. An historian. I should know that since I studied to be a yeah, historian. It's all rusty um, now. you just been sitting around. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, but there were times when I played that game where I'm still like, because of an angle that makes her boobs look big, or the fact that she's still very, you know, and then there's anything wrong with being an attractive woman, but they've still sexualized her. They've sexualized. Her are real her. tight. Right, exactly. Where that still came to my mind, where I was like, huh, like... They probably could have, I, this doesn't offend me personally, this isn't the old Lara Croft that I played on PS1 of course, but they could have probably toned this down even a little bit more and they're afraid to do that or they don't want to do that or they don't feel like they need to do that. But it was something I noticed, it was something that was sure. on my mind, it didn't affect my ability to like the game, I thought it was a great game. When I was playing Horizon, I literally didn't think one time about anything that was going on in the game other than positives, uh, as far as, again, the way people were represented. And when I see shit like this, it's so it has such a chilling effect probably, I'd be so mad. If if I was if I was John Gonzalez if I was one of these guys that wrote the game that really tried to flesh out because he didn't write the game by himself but fleshing out the the lore and stuff like that I'd be like what the fuck
0: and to be clear because I know right now there's viewers slash listeners going yeah right they just made one of the most highly rated games it's this huge success I'm seeing the parties from the photos from the launch party with Hideo Kojima like. For the record, if you don't make content and put it out, like negativity, negative criticism always rings louder than positive. And so the fact that they're riding this high crest and everything's great and da da da, and then what are they going to get dinged for? It's this and the words, and it falls to John, the narrative director, who came from you know working on New Vegas and all these different games that people loved. Here he is, and he's got to come out, and he's got to say this, and it's also that thing of like how many people outside of you, probably the viewer and listener, PS I love you because we talk about it, knew who John Gonzalez was before reading this, and now that's what he's got to do, and this is what he's got to deal with, and it is that nobody's reaching out to say, hey man, this story was really great, and this is what's happening, and I'm sure they are, I'm sure there's post I'm sure there's things coming, I'm sure there's articles I've missed, but again, those articles that I missed weren't the ones that
1: were being shared nonstop, but again, I was happy that people were like, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is the hell I want to die on about this one. I, I just think that this is, it's so silly. And I, I just thought there was so much resonance in their, in their response in that last paragraph of their response, because finally, finally you see big publishers, big companies being like enough, because that was basically, that was basically the message. Yeah. Like I, when I read that and people can go look it up through the yeah, verbiage. But when I read that, I was like, yes, right. You know, I was oh, like, I, mean, I was that's like, what yes, it. yes, I mean, that's what it takes, like, oh, right? Oh, so sorry. We're going to donate $50,000 to the Native American college fund. They're like, hmm. Yeah. And that's what
0: I mean. And that's this goes back to what we talk about for our own content or something or to that effect of just like knowing what you're driving at and where you're going and believing in what you've made. Right. Yeah, we make a lot of different shows here, and some of them might push you away or alienate you, whether it's my opinion or your opinion or whoever's I opinion. I alienate all sorts of people. And it's one of those, we get that, and we respect that we've alienated you, but like that's not going to change, because if we sat here and we were like, okay, fine, Colin, don't say that anymore, and I won't talk shit on PC gaming anymore. We'll dial it. Eventually, we're just going to sit here and read pieces of paper that have no opinion on them, and no one's going to watch, and everybody's going to
1: bounce. And and, and the, you got to get away from the vocal minority as well, in the sense that like like when people get mad at those or we lose viewers and we do i've, I've lost us plenty of viewers because of my politics but we don't care everyone's you always see things where it's like people on on forums or on neogap will be like man the other guys must be so mad at colin and like, no one's ever said a word to me actually about anything our company, i encourage our, you to have a business. yeah our company is our company is growing and and is in the black and is bigger every day so clearly we're doing something right and i really feel like with this kind of thing we do speak not only for the majority not only for white people or so-called privileged people but really people of all ilks of all of all Colors and creeds that are all, everyone's tired of it. Everyone. Black people are tired of it. Hispanic people are tired of it. Asian people are tired of it. Women are tired of it. All that kind of stuff. The war on women, the war, blah, 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 blah. you know, like everyone is fucking sick of it, except for the same echo chamber group of echo, uh, people that look for anything to fucking bitch about. Now we say that, but again, that's what I was so happy with when
0: this broke on Friday, Saturday night, whichever it was, Friday night. I was so happy that it wasn't people getting riled up and getting ready to pit, tor- you know, go over there with their pitchforks and fucking flaming torches to Gorilla. They were all like, all right, this, is, this isn't one we need to engage in. I'm going to share the story because look at this, but we're not going to get hung up on this again. We're more mad that she's a redhead who isn't getting sunburned again. You can talk to my best friend Poe. He'll tell you he cannot go out in the sun without 50 SPF and she's just wandering the desert. So where are we on that one. John Gonzalez
1: it's an interesting kind of situation we find ourselves in, but you can go read the original story. I'm actually going to reach out to her soon because I'm going to do a, a was right about this. Hmm. Um, and uh, we'll see if she wants to talk to me. And if she doesn't, that's obviously her prerogative. Uh, number three. Nope, I'm sorry. Number four. Nope, I'm sorry. Number five. <laughs> Speaking of Ghost Recon Wildlands, oh, you we just reveal that. the game's season pass. The first expansion is called Narco Road, which allows players to, quote, take part in crazy races and challenges to earn their infamous leaders' trust and destroy them from the inside. Because, of course, Bolivia's road structure and infrastructure is terrible. How dare you, sir? New vehicles and bosses will be included here. Second up is Fallen Ghosts, which requires players to fight mercenaries after them when their helicopter is shot down. Six other weapon and vehicle packs will also be included, plus XP boosters and more. The pack is $40. The actual expansions will be available to season pass holders a week early. So for the full... I guess you're getting a full ghost recon experience, but for the full wildlands experience, a hundred dollars, mm, $40 mm. plus 60 seems reasonable to me. Sure number six sniper ghost warrior three has been delayed again (laughs) originally slated for launch on April 4th after a previous delay the game will now come to PS4 and other platforms on April 25th based on their brief statement accompanying the delay announcement it sounds like they just need a few more weeks to polish things up it's worth noting that we did have a sponsorship paid sponsorship opportunity for sniper ghost warrior three we did a let's play for it my 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 interpretation of it when I played it was that it was a lot of fun I couldn't believe how bad the frame rate was Mm. and the game was running on PC so uh, they probably have to polish and fix those things up this I know cool though I
0: know we've talked about this a million what's the other one there's another sniper one. Uh, sniper
1: sniper elite sniper elite four just okay out, which okay. I played I so I, I started it a few times I, I like saw you I saw you I came out one night to yeah. at did walk until like 1230 and you and Aaron are playing and you're just walking around hitting people in the back of the head <laughs> I I I like I feel you know I really liked it when I went to rebellions uh, booth at e uh, e3 and played it I was like this is really cool but at the same time I was like nah, it's, just, it's a little boring like there's just there's too much competition right now for these games like sure I was thinking about I assume that game didn't do very well. I don't know that for sure. I was thinking about For Honor, which came like a fart in the wind, mm, like mm. W- because all of these near automata is obviously getting a big score. Zelda's got a ninety-eight on Metacritic. Horizon just came out. Persona's around the corner. Mass Effect's around the corner. These l- other games, there's like, way too much. Even I mean, for, like For Honor, I I, can't, I bet you For Honor bombed. Like, well, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with Wildlands,
0: we were just talking about, it, right? Somebody screen captured and sent it to me in a positive way, or maybe it was Shinobi put it up today of like it having an eighty-two on Metacritic, right? And it's like i'm sure most people we throw in the 82 not in the current landscape mm-hmm. not with horizon and zelda and mass effect and so, then it was a uh near uh, uh, automata right there on top of it and stuff and it's going to be one of those games of does this have a tail or is it going to get snapped up because one of the big things you know i was talking to scarpino out there uh, over the weekend i was like oh yeah you know kevin and i are doing this stream because you guys are in la and we were i was originally going to be gone on a trip so we weren't doing the morning show so we have extra time and he's like man i would just You know, if I was here, I would have not done anything. And I'm like, well, you understand. If I was going to not do anything, if I was going to sit at home and not answer emails, take a day off, right, I would play Zelda. Like, the only way I'm ever going to play Wildlands in the current climate is to make content around it. Is to sit there with Kevin, have a great time, play with the best friends, and fuck off. You know what I mean? But, like, at least for the foreseeable future unless i'm totally caught off guard that's gonna be Wildlands for me that'll be that'll be my six hour wild lands experience and then from there i'm gonna jump back into Zelda on the plane come back mass effect great persona somewhere in this fucking hodgepodge of hell of great games
1: yeah it's funny because I, I i got <laughs> what I got, a hell to live in i was looking at my my list because i have danganronpa now on ps4 um which i want to get back with into Mama Kuma. with Mamakuma. with Mamakuma, and then uh we we'll have Wildlands. Uh, sniper elite was in there i we've had persona forever um which is the game everyone's like what game do they have so uh, well we uh, had like four embargoes at once yeah exactly uh and etc and so on and so i i i platinum horizon and then i was like i'm gonna move on the wildlands and it wasn't finished downloading yet and i was like looking at my switch still in the box and my like, i can't re- resist you anymore yeah put it on uh and played it for a couple hours but there's like i'm kind of trying to save it i'm also to be perfectly honest with you a couple hours in zelda uh, i'm going like, save for the game's case i'm, I'm like it's it it's it's great get off the plateau I, I will, but I'm like, but I, my 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 earliest instinct is like, what does this game do better than Horizon? Because everything so far is not as good as Horizon. So, uh, and I'm not saying that as, you can just call me a PlayStation fanboy if you want. I'm just calling it You're as
0: PlayStation it. fanboy.
1: Um, but I'm excited to play more. I mean, I bought my Switch, so uh, it'll be. God knows what will happen to it after I'm done with Zelda. Um, so it, it is. A, it it I, I cannot think of a time more competitive than this actually, yeah. and that includes full, traditional falls back games. I do I do not under, I do not remember. Uh, games of the caliber of Horizon, Zelda, Persona, Mass theoretically Effect, mass theoretically, stuff, yeah. uh, near near Wildlands. You could toss Neo in there. Neo. I mean, this is a really for PlayStation gamers, especially because uh, actually two of those games are PS, three of those games are PS4 exclusives: Persona, Horizon, and Neo. Neo. Very busy, very competitive time. So Sniper Elite might have been good for way more copies in a normal time, and I'm sure that they, they that I'm, I'm, I'm more it can cons- not concern. I don't really give a flying fuck to be honest. But about For Honor, I bet you that game fucking bombed, mm, like yeah, absolutely yeah. bombed. And I would be curious to see the numbers of it. Maybe I am totally wrong. Also, they had a huge outage with their online infrastructure and stuff right. like that. So you maybe but, it has a would have been
0: great. They should have just held it. Maybe well, I would
1: have looked at this and been like, hmm. it
0: is, it is Ubisoft. Maybe they have a Rainbow Six type of thing going right where we all Rainbow Six came on. Nobody gave a shit about it. I am like, all right,
1: that's the end of that. And then here we go. See, just you know, a year later, still a big deal. Well, we take we often you know in our ivory tower we often uh i i don't i don't i don't forget but i i i guess i lose sight of a similar kind of notion i, I spent 60 dollars in this game right and I'm exa- getting every fucking thing exactly out of it. so if like you have if it's like man if i was if i was a consumer i would have looked at neo and probably bought it i would have looked at persona maybe bought it would have looked at horizon definitely been day one purchase uh would have looked at wildlands been like mm, probably not yeah uh looked at for honor been like never i don't care i have a, a copy that i don't want to play it i'm, right. not, I'm certainly not pay for it but so on and so forth to the point where and zelda obviously got me and i bought it um you know a console for it uh that's just that's just an incredible landscape yeah you know no i know the word about switch is that it's selling well in the united states it's not selling very very well in europe and other places and that super data is saying that they're good for maybe five million in the first year which is not good um because there's just no games after zelda uh but man if you're in that landscape and you and it looked good for a little while from it's afar a when you're now yeah it's a total do you think phone. that has something to do with this delay um, we're still on the sniper delay story. Technically. Yes, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's going to save that game. I, I, think, oh, I don't I think it's going to save game, it, but I, think I mean, those numbers either. I'm not saying save. I mean, I'm sure it's fine, but the, the, that game's going to do its numbers, whatever their production is a few hundred thousand copies. Maybe. Sure. So I don't think that's gonna You know, people that want to play it are going to play it. For sure. Um, So anyway, uh, number seven is the wrap up. There's only one game on it. Well, then a fun for
0: for, a fun for honor story for you that I think speaks to that. There is a community behind it right now. No, and I can't speak how big it is. But I love the fact that when we were doing the for honor less plays, we were uh, streams we were doing as part of the get fandom event. Uh, When I play the multiplayer version, like where you're on the team and like capture, you know, there's points to capture and shit because eventually I just did a one v one thing where all I wanted to do is one v one people. You can do that mode or do, uh, you know, capture points when I start fighting somebody else and somebody would also start hitting me from behind me while I'm like engaging with you. Somebody come attack me. I start screaming. There's no honor. Why are you doing this? It's one, I'm one being one person. Don't be a dick now in the actual for honor thing. The, the, the community is getting so hardcore about it that they're making up their own rules of engagement where it is that if you're doing that mode and you're engaged with somebody and somebody runs over, they'll stop and wait for you to either win or lose and then continue on the battle. I think that's pretty fucking cool.
1: That's cool. I'd be interested to say I could be totally off. Maybe it's sold 5 million copies, but I just yeah, I, I, don't don't that a, I, don't I don't see I don't see one happened. person on my feed talking about it ever. Yeah, not once. Just no one tweeting me about it. These I know people like often say like, well, these aren't accurate barometers. And I'm like, actually, they are uh, for, for us. I mean, anecdotally and traditionally, like I knew Neo was selling way above expectations when I was getting the amount of the, just the volume of tweets I was getting on for, it, you know, um, and I think the inverse is probably true here, too. Uh, number seven, uh, Rogue Trooper Redux re of the 2006 third person shooter from Rebellion. Coincidentally the guys that do Sniper Elite, uh, is coming to PlayStation 4 at an undetermined time in the future. And that is it for the news. Very light, light Oh, wow. Okay. Very un- un- uninteresting week, frankly, uh, for the news. Uh, real quick, before I move on, though, because some people listen to this in audio form. Eee! Uh, that was for you. You have no idea who it's. Eee! Kevin, I think something's wrong with the mics.
0: Yeah.
1: The uh, so Colin was right, obviously, is a series we do, it goes up on Thursdays. You know, it's for some of you, and some of you won't want to watch that's totally fine. I think that the conversation, uh, a conversation with Colin was right series that is up all this week, depending on you know, if you're listening to this one, we posted this. If you go to youtube.com kind of funny games, you'll see some pretty interesting interviews. Um, and re- and hear some with some different people in the industry that you guys might enjoy. Uh, today, we're recording this on Monday, obviously. Jason Triers is up. We spoke for an hour and 45 minutes about games journalism. And I think you guys would really enjoy that. And then Tuesday, Adam Boys. Adam Boys had a huge problem with my stance on uh, digital game storefronts and how I think there are too many games. So he came in and took me to task. Obviously, he used to work at PlayStation, and he's the CEO of Iron Galaxy now. Uh, Wednesday, Mike Bithell, our buddy, uh, came in. Um, Thomas obviously we was we've alone. arrangements with him in the past with volume, so you should know that. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's uh, he gave me the, the independent perspective, and I wanted to specifically ask him about his politics um, and the Western European kind of perspective on what's going on in the United States and how that affects game development. Thursday, Jeremy Dunham, who uh, hired us at IGN, he was the editor-in-chief of IGN. He's now VP of Psyonix, the guys that do Rocket League. He came in to talk about indie development and how they're doing and how weird it is, how big they are. Um, and then Friday, uh, our friend Dan Adelman came in, who represents Axiom Verge and Chasm and all those games to talk about uh, independent development and politics and games and the politicization of video games so go check that out if you'd like i just wanted to throw that out there a little ad as it were call those interviews are cool but you know what else is cool mm.
0: new games mm. if i want to know it's coming to the mom and grab shops digitally and in that motherfucking
1: box where would i go the upcoming list of playstation 4 playstation 3 playstation vita playstation vr playstation something portable i don't know and other things list kind of funny co-founders
0: do 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 do
1: do do too Dark comes to PlayStation 4 Digital. This is out the 10th, so this is a Friday release? Yes. From Frederick Raynall, the creator of Alone in the Dark and pioneer of survival horror Too Dark is a grim journey of stealth and courage into the heart of corruption. I don't know what that means. Use your cunning and infiltrate gloomy woods, bastions of cruelty. Investigate to uncover the secrets of the deranged psychopaths within. Seek retribution for their crimes and bring their children to safety. Okay. Okay, I'm on. I'll get him. I'll tell your Firus, the Alchemist, and the Mysterious Journey comes to PlayStation 4 MPS Vita. Its digital and PlayStation 4 version will also be available at retail. The second entry in the Mysterious Saga follows the adventures of the enthusiastic Fierce Mistlud and her loving older sister Leanne Mistlud. The sisters have lived their entire lives in the isolated town of Vertona. when Fierce uses her unique ability to see where crystals are buried. By way of fateful encounter, by way of a fateful encounter, Fierus learns of the alchemy exam and decides to take her first step into the outside world, setting on a grand journey to become a certified alchemist and discover the mysteries that life has to offer. There's so many of those games. There are so <laughs> many the yeah. games. Clicker Heroes comes to PlayStation 4 Digital. Ever wonder what one quadrillion damage per second feels like? Wonder no more. Embark on your quest to attain it today. Start out by clicking on the monster to kill them and then get their gold. Spend that gold on hiring new heroes and get more damage. The more damage you deal, the more gold you will get. Feel your power grow exponentially. I feel my power
0: growing exponentially as I speak.
1: feel my penis growing exponentially. Darknet comes That's to PlayStation VR Digital. Darknet is a strategy slash puzzle game in which you play as an elite hacker contracted to retrieve data from the world's most secure networks. Plug into the net, install viruses, inject code, and tunnel through cybersecurity in an experience inspired by the classic cyberpunk vision of the future. Dino Dini, or Dino Diney's, I don't know, I don't know how
3: to
0: say Dino it Dino
1: Dino comes to PlayStation 4 and Vita digital, cross by Dino Dini, or Dino Dini, I don't know how you say it. Kickoff Revival combines the elements that made Kickoff its sequel, Kickoff Two, and Goal such a success, together with the improved technology offered by PS4, high-resolution graphics, and that keep the spirit of the franchise updated. Physics, artificial intelligence, and gameplay that is both easy to learn yet deep and unusually intense. I
0: love deep and unusually intense. How would you say this?
1: Dino D i n o D i n i. Yeah. Let me
0: look at it. Because it's. Oh, see, the problem is, yeah, it's. Is it Dino Dini? I think it's Dino Dini. I think it's Dino Dini. Because I'm Dini? going off of Paul Dini, and then i you know, if you meet a man and it's, it's D I N O, it's Dino usually. It's Dino Dino. That's not Dino Dino,
1: not Dino. Dino Dini. <laughs> How do you say it?
0: D- he's got to be a big deal, right? I'm going to find an interview while you right. uh, with Dino Dini Dini. <laughs> Fucking Jesus!
1: <gasps> Disc Jam, which is PlayStation 4 digital, and that's free for PlayStation Plus users. Disc Jam is a fast paced action sports game that pits two to four players against each other in a frantic mix of air hockey and tennis players scramble to retrieve and throw a glowing disc while unleashing devastating abilities and defending their end zone An exciting blend of strategy and skill that reminds me that Aaron and I have gotten really back into Well, she never played it before but I uh, to Towerfall towerful ascension oh she's really like addicted to that fucking oh, game. that's a great game it is a great are game. you playing copper against each other uh, both oh nice let me play I want no. <laughs> right to, to play no gem smash Vita. digital Gem Smashers is a fun puzzle game with eight worlds and more than 100 levels. Help the three heroic creatures who escaped capture during the invasion of the earth. Rescue. Wait, what? Help the three heroic creatures who escaped capture during the invasion of the earth to rescue their friends. Good English. All right. We got
0: to sh- we got to give a shout out here to Game Reactor TV. Okay. They have kickoff, revival, Dino Dini interview. We're <laughs> to <laughs> see how say, they say it. This is that old like NES screen of it. Nope, now we're getting a panoramic here. Uh, we're
3: here in London at Sony's PlayStation Digital Event, and I'm here with Dino Dini.
0: Dino,
1: Dino Dini. Dini. Dino, Dini? <laughs> Dino Dini. Dino Dini. Dino Dini. Somewhere he's all fucking mad, kicking his soccer ball. Wait, so was that game Goal on NES? Was that his game? There was an NES game named Goal. It had like a green cover with like blue on it. I wonder if that was. I'll him. can do it for everybody Um. Okay. Lego Worlds comes to PS4, digital, and retail. Are you excited yep, about that? Yeah, I, I want to dive into it. This is an interesting one. Read the description. I'll tell you my very short impression. Explore, discover, create, together. Those are all, there are periods between each of those. For some reason. Or what? <laughs> Explore, discover, create, create. together. Okay. Lego Worlds is an open environment of procedurally generated worlds made entirely of Lego bricks, which you can freely manipulate and dynamically populate with Lego models. Create anything you can imagine one brick at a time or use large-scale landscaping tools to create vast mountain ranges and dot your world with tropical islands. And Lego Worlds anything's possible yes yeah, very good yeah. very good uh this, this is goal is predictable these write-ups are getting. goal and dino diny yeah, the same this. thing oh, they, okay, so the same. they are not, thing. Yeah. not the same thing it's not the same thing okay
0: and then yeah at a e3 i played lego worlds on pc for a hot minute seemed interesting i got a i have a code i think coming for it. i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna kick the old tires you know i like legos i like minecraft well i like the game inspired by the game that was inspired by the toy we'll find out
1: loot rascals comes to ps4 you <laughs> thought about it you thought about it for a hot sec only you can rescue big barry your huge robot head pal from a space theme park that's been invaded by a tentacled pan-dimensional god beast explore an alien planet beat a menagerie of strange baddies and win loot cards which give you special abilities loot rascals is a tale of friendship loss and
0: friendship loss
1: oh i would say love but i, I think friendship
0: loss and discovery redemption god damn it yep. fuck i like plus. this game yeah we this is really Netflix. good this yeah, is, right is really here. good here real quick dino diney was born on the 5th of june 1965 is a british computer game developer and original creator of the successful kickoff series of football games
1: they mean soccer i'll jump in oh the, i thought he was a soccer player maybe. no i did too no i'm just some just I'm just got making stuff here so dino dini is a uh, yeah near automata comes to playstation <laughs> 4 digital and retail invaders from another world attack without warning unleashing the machine life forms to break the deadlock a new breed of android infantry is sent into the fray. The Yorha squad. Nier Automata is a fresh take on the action RPG genre that gracefully blends mesmerizing action with a captivating mm. story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if you wouldn't have gone, I was going to have story. I was trying to put the adjective to it. Shift happens, which is a great name, comes to PS4 digital. Shift Happens presents Bismo and Plom two lovable jelly creatures who got merged due to, comical yet dramatic ac- <laughs> <laughs> to a comical yet traumatic accident. Together, they have to solve lots of puzzles, surviving daring jump and climbing actions. That's a pretty good write-up. Good I, job loved, I that. love the name. I saw that on the PSN profiles trophy list. Sub-Level Zero Redux comes to PlayStation 4 Digital. Sub-Level Zero Redux is a first-person roguelike six-degree-of-freedom shooter... I don't know what that means. So in a universe where reality is falling apart, take control of a lone gunship pilot whose mission is to loot and craft ancient technology, descend into a vast underground facility fighting through procedurally generated zero gravity environments to recover the technology you and your clan need to save humanity to survive. Yeah.
0: I like this game. It's a fun game. Talisman... Well, ne- wait, next week, you got to
1: do it, or you give me points. Okay. And then you can give partial credit. It doesn't have to be, like, nail. We should just keep... Yeah, we'll keep a, I mean, this is your practice, but we'll keep a okay. running tally going forward. Okay. Talisman Digital Edition comes to PS4 and Vita. Cross-buy. Digital. In Talisman Digital Edition, there are 58 characters a player can control, from the heroic warrior to the powerful sorceress. In this perilous adventure, players battle it out to journey across a dangerous land and be the first to claim the crown of command, a magical artifact with the power to destroy all rivals and make the bearer the true ruler of the kingdom yeah <laughs> is ever the, the kingdom yeah. <laughs> yeah i thought it was gonna be like the real name of the kingdom like hyrule kingdom if it was a zelda tom clancy's ghost recon wildlands comes to ps4 digital and retail tom clancy's ghost recon wildlands is the very first military shooter in a massive dangerous and responsive open world that you can play entirely solo or in four player co-op total jigsaw comes to ps4 digital <laughs> yeah fuck bolivia we gotta get a fuck bolivia in there love jigsaw puzzles but hate the amount of room they take up with total jigsaw your worries are over start a jigsaw puzzle start a jigsaw save it midway through and complete it later containing more than 100 high quality jigsaw puzzles that will knock your socks off
0: (laughs) (laughs) in trophy time do we have the trophies for
1: jigsaw i gotta know if jigsaw's got a platinum well look i actually haven't even refreshed psm profile thank you unearthing mars is the final game it comes to psvr digital Carrier class spacecraft Sentra has arrived in Mars orbit, tasked to retrieve the remnants of the missing Explorer satellite Phobos. What they will uncover instead are the possible vestiges of. The crew? An ancient civilization. Ah, An ancient civilization. That's an
0: easy one. That was an easy one. I fucked that up. I fucked that up.
1: By the way, I've been watching a ton of Howard Stern the last, like, month or so. Yeah, you guys fell on that home. We, are, we watch hours of it a night. What are you watch? So what are you so, doing? Are you going back you, and watching YouTube. old episodes? We go to YouTube and we just, like, go look up Wack Pack or whatever, or whatever, like, you know, the Wack Pack or, like, all the crazy people he has. Are yeah, really okay. okay. Has on, like, Beetlejuice. And I, I remember the TV show. I was, yeah, yeah that I watched it, too. Yeah. And, uh that show is so influencing the way I'm like doing, I think I'm podcasting and doing things now at like the, the dry humor. He's so brilliant. And I, I really forgot about this, but I knew this cause we often talk about Long Island. Yeah. Howard Stern is also at Long Island. It's on Long Island. Okay. So I'm really, cause Aaron and I were talking about like, would I be in the top 25 people mm-hmm. from Long Island ever? Right. Yeah. But maybe not ever. And this, this does remember, sound like a conversation you guys have yeah. a lot. <laughs> and, Maybe not ever because there's you know, William Floyd and all these famous people from the Revolution come from Long Island and all that.
0: Yeah, but, but I, so you're talking about contemporaries, right?
1: And then we went on the list and I'm like, she's like, but who's from Long Island? So Billy Joel, obviously, right? Howard Stern, Howard Stern, Jerry Seinfeld, Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Lisa, or, or I'm not sorry, Lindsay Lohan, okay, um, the old Lohan, uh, Natalie Portman, really? Yep. Did you know her? Did any of your friends know her? Uh, no, my my uh, my brother. Had some sort of she. He went on a date or something with uh, another um, Long Islander who I'm, I'm, I, I'm forgetting her name. Uh, Clarissa explains it all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Hart. She's from Long Island. Um, let's see. See let's the pro see. Oh, the, the Baldwins, all of them. Oh, that's what that counts as like twelve. Mariah Carey. Uh,
0: let's is it, see. Isn't um uh, E from? Uh, entourage. He yeah, always wears the Islander stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, I'm just uh, putting E from Don't. I don't want to know his real name. E from entourage. Uh Let's see. Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah, you got to give it to Big Teddy. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I'm trying, I'm trying. I mean, there's a bunch of names here. Sure, but you're doing a good job. I mean, we're up to ten right now. That I think like, arguably, and not every Baldwin's bigger S- than you. But Steve Buscemi. Ooh, dude, I'm on the board on the Long Island list on, on Wikipedia. The fuck yeah, you're. Of course you are. Yes. Uh, LL Cool J. Oh, shit. Ladies love Cool J. Uh, let's see. Bob Costas. Billy Crystal. Tell you what, man.
0: It's getting bad. You know who I uh, I got a bone to pick with is this Bob Costas. Yeah. That XFL documentary. I was like, oh, I forgot you were kind of a hey, prick. You were a dick yeah, about a this, you fucking jerk. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, my God, really? Do you think that's why you're, like, so not funny? Is that, really, yeah. like, he sucked it all up? Him and Crystal
1: sucked it all up? Now, do we want to go, like, Boomer Esiason's on the line? But there's a Jay Fiedler and all that, like... The, I don't know that we're good. Debbie Gibson, we'll put that guy yeah, up with Debbie Gibson. Yeah. On there. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. Kevin James, obviously, he's a super King of Queens, Island. but he's he, now he's representing Queens, right? But he's he is a Long Island. His new show on CBS takes place on Long Island. No, oh, fuck. Okay, that'll bring it back around. Uh, let's see. I'm skipping. OJ Simpson. No, OJ Simpson's not from Long Island. Jeffrey Dahmer. Lori Laughlin. Should we count her? Is that kind of fringe? <sighs> I know, cause like. The way I do it is: if
0: you're walking through an airport, you know, are, are, are they going to be more likely to be stopped, or you? Right, right And Lori Loughlin's going to be more yeah, likely yeah. to be stopped. Okay, if I, it's an airport at PAX, you got you got an edge. Rosie O'Donnell,
1: ooh. Bill <laughs> O'Reilly, ooh. now you're. It's bad, dude. This is looking bad. Uh, let's see. We're up to twenty right now. I mean, there's a lot of them. Like Walt Whitman, obviously John Williams. I, I it's, it's, it's not looking good. I see. It.
0: Here's the thing. Sad as it may be. Walt Whitman, <laughs> Walt Whitman
1: reanimates, walks through the thing. You're getting stopped more than That's Walt Whitman. All right, well I'm gonna I'm gonna take. So it's the list. I don't even know how we got done the standard. It's close because when I was on Ruben report, he one, he's from Long Island, and one of the things we were talking about was like, isn't it strange how all of these people come from this place? Yeah, and I was like, yeah, it is kind of like I, I hadn't really thought about it, but a very diverse group of people come from there. Sure, and then there's me. Yeah, where do I fit in there? You're the center of the Venn diagram. You have a little bit of everybody. I always like to look at you and be like, there's a little Lori Laughlin in you. Oh, there's a little, little bit of Lori Loughlin in everybody.
0: <laughs> oh, Colin, time for topic of the show. Uh, interesting question, I think, raised here that I went to the internet to get some stats for oh, from our audience. Okay. So it may be skewed already, okay. but I don't think he, this man is right, and I wanted to talk about it. The X Factor 86 says, hello, Greg and Colin. Hello. Great, because he said, wait for Colin to say hello. If he doesn't, I'll assume he's just sad about the Islanders, as I'm a Flyers fan mean oh, he's as sad, as sad about the Islanders as I am about my
1: flowers. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, what are you talking about?
0: In last week's episode of PSI Love UXOXO, and then again, and Colin was right, Colin brought up the fact that the PlayStation, nor any console, will sell and survive on console exclusives alone. I'm not here to disagree, but I wait, just wait, want... can you
1: repeat that again? There's that... Yeah, I yeah.
0: Colin sure brought up the fact that PlayStation, nor any console, will sell and survive okay. on console
1: I exclusives alone. I want to make sure that, that is matter. the argument I made. Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm not here to disagree, but I just want to bring up that I and most of my friends are in the vast majority of people using my PlayStation 4 as an exclusive machine. As was the case for many, I was an avid PS2 gamer who did not want to get a second job to buy a PS3, so I made the jump to Xbox 360. As the previous generation wore on, it was hard to ignore all those stellar exclusive experiences PS3 owners were getting that Microsoft just wasn't giving us. So I bought in. I yeah no I bought in on the experience of the I bought into experience Infamous and Uncharted and Finish Kratos' Journey and the masterpiece that was Last of Us. When this generation of consoles kicked off, achievements and my other friends going with Xbox One kept me from kept me on Microsoft's platform. Just recently, I've again made the jump over to PlayStation 4 and currently playing through Horizon and a healthy backlog of Uncharted 4, Until Dawn, etc. Then, of course, there's all the upcoming exclusives that are 1,000 times better looking than Xboxes. So far, I see both purchases of the previous two Sony consoles as justified in how I'm using them, so my question is this. Has Sony surpassed Nintendo in its ability to be used as an exclusive machine, or am I a gamer with too much to fear of missing out? I think he's making two different points. I, I, I agree. And I go back to the argument. He, uh, I, what it got me about this question and why it's here is he's saying that he uses a PlayStation four only for exclusive, mm-hmm. like the vast
1: majority. No, there's no way. The the, re, the reason there so that the data show the data plays out. I'm sure you dug it up. PS4 is outsold Xbox one more than two to one. Virtually every game of third party uh, of third party consequence sells way more on PS4. Right. So those two statistics tell you that you're wrong. That your contention that people are using PS4 only for exclusives is wrong. Actually, the data shows that a lot of people defected. Uh, remember 100%. that that exp- And what I mean by defected is they defected from Xbox. Yeah. Uh, Xbox One is not even at one third of the sales of Xbox 360 after three years. It's not looking good. Uh, and I did a video about this about how they they might meet out at 40 or 50 million if they're lucky. Um, PS4 is at 55 or 56 million with a very clear trajectory to joining the top five best-selling consoles of all time, which would need, which would mean they would need to broach 83 million units to get into the PS3 and Xbox 360. They'll quickly pass those. And then the only things above them will be uh, PS1 and Wii at about 102 million each, and then PS2 at 150 million, which is not going to happen. Um, and I don't even think they're going to reach 100 million on PS4, simply because I think they'll kill the console before it reaches that. Uh, so he's wrong on that front. Just demonstrably wrong. Right. Right. Um, well, here's what I want to jump into before we jump over to the Nintendo thing. Or the Very Sunday nice thing. letter. I'm not
0: trying to be mean, but that's, oh, no, just, no, no, not, no. that's just not no. Well, and so what I did, and again, I'm Greg Miller. I'm We have a PlayStation following, so these numbers might be skewed by it. But I thought some of the responses were interesting all the same. I tweeted before the show, PS, I love you, XOXO, poll, leave feedback below. Are you using your PlayStation 4 as an exclusive machine and playing everything else on Xbox One? Uh, 27% of the audience said yes. 59% said no. And then 14% IPC game, so drivers. But when I went through here, I, there was, you know, Aaron Porter, our friend, of course, from RTX. He responded here. My PS4 is is for PS4 exclusives and PlayStation View ma- and PlayStation View. I mainly play Xbox One and PC. Uh, um, Snowbike Mike, friend of the show. Don't hate. I use my PS4 for exclusives only. I play everything on Xbox. Michael Thomas. Don't really see a point of even owning Xbox One. The opinions are varied, obviously. Adam Wells, I play everything on PlayStation 4. My Xbox One is for Xbox exclusives and streaming apps that aren't on PlayStation 4, which exactly encapsulates what I do. If I'm using my Xbox One, it's some exclusive game they have that I want to try or Netflix is down or it used to be at HBO Go was only available there through Comcast and not available with me but uh, Viking games live says other way around mostly depends on what system I started a series on final F- fantasy has to be on PS4 Xbox has to or I'm sorry
1: Assassin's Creed has to be on Xbox one well, That seems a little arbitrary although I, under- although I understand that if you're not into an ecosystem what
0: does it matter right that would make sense in terms of buttons and a feel
1: I guess yeah I'm still confused by his contention though I mean I, I, just, I that's so wrong just based on the numbers the numbers just yeah. play that out well I think of duty sells better on PS 4 I feel like this is very much
0: like I under- I think I, I'm not here to gris- disagree I just want Oh, well, hold on that was before he was talking about you know his group of friends this is what they did, sure, and I sure. think that's manipulated him in the way of an echo chamber.
1: Where I think he's talking about the vast majority of people. I'm using my PlayStation 4 as an no, exclusive yeah, machine. I mean, that's just wrong. Remember, I mean, there's other numbers. I know I'm a data nerd, and a lot of people wouldn't know this, and so I understand that. But the the, the uh, you know we're talking about a little over a little north of 400 million units or 400 million uh, software uh, sold on PS4 over 55 million units. You're talking about an attach rate of eight. Um, or so, which is after three years on the market, historically the highest attach rate um, uh, that we've known for a console after, after three years on the market. Um, so there's little statistics like that just showing you that you're completely wrong. By the way, that, that attach rate, I think, is two and a half or three higher than Xbox One. So um, actually, the numbers suggest the exact opposite. Um, but there's but the data is a little confusing simply because I agree with the contention of one of the people that said like I don't even know why you would own an Xbox one and I'm not trying to be a dick but I don't either not because Xbox one Xbox one games aren't good but because you can play them on PC. So what is the point? Sure. Like like why? Like what? I you, hate
0: PCs and I want to play Xbox. Sure. One. But, play but it's
1: clearly hurting them. You know like their, their console sales are not impressive and um, I, this this data comes from a video he pointed out because I was saying that I, the video the con was right he's referencing is about how PlayStation 4 won the war. And how they've already won. I mean, it's over. And, uh, yeah, you can't catch up. No, there's no way. And uh, and in fact, the gap's going to get worse, um, which is why I think Xbox is so eager to restart the, the generation, um, or at least that's my assumption. Uh, but the contention I make in there, and I, I think you would agree with it, I think most people would agree with it, is that PS4 exclusives keep you engaged um, and give you a, a, a reason to get in. So um, Horizon might be a great reason to go buy a PS4 for someone that doesn't own one. But there aren't enough exclusives to keep you fully engaged. It's, in other words, like, uh, if you own, if you play Call of Duty and you play Destiny, you can play that on Xbox when you play that on PS4. But then you look at the exclusives and you're like, oh, my ass is kept in the seat because of Uncharted and Horizon. Even though I'm here for Call of Duty, that's more compelling to me than, say, the waning Halo and Gears of War franchises. So that's the argument I made. I think it's a, I think it's a prescient argument.
0: Speedy DMP, which I think it means speedy dump. Rodan, the kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, just like you can, and said... Dear Greg and Colin, I was wondering if you guys can ever remember a more lopsided span in the console wars between PlayStation and Xbox. So far this year, the Xbox has seen only three exclusive games released with a Metacritic rating of over 75, Halo Wars 2 and the re-release of the original Halo Wars, and a game called Candleman, with only Halo Wars Definitive Edition getting higher than an 80. Meanwhile, the PlayStation 4 has seen 12 console exclusives releases released over a 75 on the critic saying Horizon Neo Tails, Yakuza, Gravity Rush, Resident Evil and VR the disparity only uh, disparity only gets larger in the coming months Considering that the 94 near currently ha- considering the 94 near currently has at the time of writing We always get a great thing with MOB the show and the excellent um, Assumedly excellent excellent persona 5 has the difference in the quality of games coming out each For each console gotten larger and larger. I think is jumping off your point. You're making the fact that i think you're correct right and the fact that you can make the argument that you know there's an exclusive on every console exclusive on every console and then you buy the console based on that or what ecosystem you're happier you're in. But then you're, you stick around to play all the third party stuff. And that's what was weird about PlayStation 4's launch. And what was actually eye opening about this console generation is the f- and I'm not going to be dead horse because we talk about it all the time. But like you know, PlayStation had the right message of gamers, 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 games, 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 and Xbox didn't. And that's what killed them. And it showed that people were listening and they were ready to adopt based on that. And so that was the interesting thing that PlayStation launches and it doesn't have great exclusives for a while resume sure. infamous it's a good game but it's not the best infamous game by any stretch of the imagination and now we're to the point where it's delivering but it doesn't even matter we had bloodborne in there uncharted 4 obviously the order was you know touted but didn't live up to it but xbox hasn't been able to get it together and deliver and capitalize on that. Xbox had all that time to come out and be like, well, this, these are the five great Xbox exclusives that you can only get here, and there's no reason to play anywhere else, which would have brought people back over to that system to buy that system to get settled in again and start using Xbox Live and play all these different things, but it's been the complete opposite, where people got their PlayStation 4s based on the promise of games, there were the indie games to keep you going, there were the third-party experiences, and now you're getting those first-party exclusives, so why would anyone leave this ecosystem they're entrenched in?
1: <clears throat> excuse me i I think that um uh, I think Xbox has an interesting conundrum on their hands. I think that I don't think things are nearly as bad for them as as they seem for some people, but but the numbers must be kept uh, relative to uh their the, the ceiling and in, uh, in other words. They, they don't have the ceiling that PlayStation does anymore. I think one of the things that they, they, they messed up in a major way, I think, specifically with Gears and Halo, which I said before, especially before Halo came out, that this game is just not as important anymore. And they seem to have not identified readily enough the, 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 the franchises that need to be kind of sunset or at least like... Pushed a shot aside. So led 343, what What you say? I'm listening. I'm uh, th- th- the set to set aside three four three and the co- you know the coalition and say like we made these studios to make these two franchises that don't even really seem to resonate with any or well, not anyone but with a lot of people anymore. Not the meanwhile, same way. meanwhile, like you know, the Gorilla could have easily made a Killzone game that could have ma- sold two million copies, but they did something different and they did it. They did it right at the right time. The the disparity between Xbox exclusives and PlayStation four exclusives is fucking significant. And and the, and the crazier thing is that it didn't happen. It didn't start like that for sure. Um, I would even argue that the exclusives earlier on in on Xbox one were stronger uh, with Titanfall and stuff like that um, and, uh, and and whatnot but by the time you like when you look forward it's like what is coming out in 2018 for Xbox one I can't name one game right like oh, beyond we, this year yeah, 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 yeah not one yeah why do you think uh, crackdown's
0: actually gonna hit this year
1: I maybe mean, I don't yeah. know but my my bigger my bigger thing is that you know not only is 2018 looking pretty good 2019 is probably looking pretty good 2020 is probably looking pretty good too like, yeah. the, the seeds were sown in such a way as I, as I argued in the video that you know it was easy to criticize them and we did criticize them and i think they deserve the criticism but i think intentionally or otherwise things are looking real good now well them. i mean
0: that's the thing you're talking about right like no one talked about halo or gears uh, the most recent releases the way they were talking about horizon there wasn't this excitement around that it is something new is something cool and i believe this speaks to gamescast recently where i was talking about the fact that i think this all leads to the fact that Sony grew up with gamers and I feel like Xbox stayed where it was and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that intrinsically wrong with that. But I think the fact that what people thought was cool about gears and cool about halo back when they were playing it and they were in college isn't the same when they're a dad and they have you know, they have a life and they've grown up with this and I'm not saying Xbox juvenile PlayStation is fucking cutting edge high art. I'm just saying that I think people want
1: different themes in their games now and again betting on gamers mattered more than I think people ever thought it would. I agree. So, uh, you know, I think Xbox is me- split message between PC and Xbox One, and now Scorpio is a little confusing. Um, it's clear now to me that I think they're going to reveal Scorp- that I was wrong about Scorpio in the sense that they're probably going to reveal it before uh, E3, that it seems to be some sort of iteration of Xbox One. We'll hear one not second because
0: I want to talk about this while we're in this l- l- line of thought. G Fresh. 465 wrote in and said since the playstation 4 pro can run games at 4k and horizon is damn near photorealistic do you think sony really needs to worry about scorpio i keep wondering what ammo sony is saving to combat the announcement of quote the most powerful console ever but i think we've reached the point where more powerful hardware only marginally increases the visuals i admit that
1: more games running as smooth 60 frames per second is definitely improvement cheers g no i don't think i think they'd have way more to worry if they were the unpredictability of flipping the generation quickly, which is what I thought they might be trying to do with Scorpio, would have given Sony way more pause and way more things to worry about. Simply because it would be such an aggressive move that they would have to react to. Yeah, if Scorpio is simply just an iteration of Xbox One that's 10 percent more powerful, 50 more percent more powerful, they have literally nothing to worry about. That's um, the, and the and that's a big thing. Cause, cause are, you are you coming
0: down on that? Do you think that's what it's going to be? Because yes. there was that leak thing of what the paperwork was, but it was what it was. Pa- it was the whole ch- checkerboxing thing or checkerboarding of the thing you know up to 4k pretty much blah 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 blah. like i feel like i still i don't know it's interesting xbox double down on it because i feel like they either got they either got to get far away from it and delay it and then actually make scorpio into their next wave this is what it is because if they come out and people put them next side by side and they're like it's a playstation 4 pro again it's going to be met with not i think it'd be even a worse reaction than what the playstation 4 pro got originally right Because PlayStation 4 Pro, we all thought it was going to be like this giant step. It was a minor step. Okay, fine, whatever. And then people got in their hands like, all right, it's cool. It's better, whatever. They made such a big deal about promoting Scorpio a year out, saying, you know, teraflops this makes it so much easier to do this. Blah, blah, blah. Teraflops. If they come out, if they come out and it's the same thing, that's going to be a huge fucking disaster.
1: Uh, Yeah, and I just think that they don't have the game. Like, the games are what are most important. Unless they come out, see... Based on what seems like the Scorpios' actual reality, based on the fact that it appears that they're going to reveal it for, before E three, based on the fact that the E three space, based on the leak floor plans, are very small. Yeah, you talked. This, this isn't. This isn't. This doesn't seem like a company that's like pushing something. I. I, I, I don't like. There's, their their booth size is the size as Activisions, which is four times smaller, even six times smaller, maybe than Playstations. Mm-hmm. So now you're dealing with a very different company. I don't understand what they're doing. The only thing, when I did my Xbox, like my bold Xbox kind of column was right, kind of being a little bullish about them, I, I felt like it was a very Bethesda-like move where they're like, we're moving the press conference early. We're, we're going to take the, ba- that the battle. We're going to try to control the message for a full day instead of a few hours, and we have something to show. And uh, I'm just not getting that vibe from them. And uh, I could be wrong. I mean, who the fuck knows? Yeah. But... Uh, I don't think it's looking very good for them, and I I, I don't really understand re- releasing an iteration of Xbox One. If if that's the case, you should just ride this generation out and release a new Xbox at some point in, in the near future, as opposed to fighting this iterative war. Where I don't I still am not convinced Sony's selling that many PS4 Pros. I know some people say that they are. I don't I don't, I don't see any evidence of that. What I, what I what I as far as I understand, Best Buy's are getting two of them a week or something like that, and then they're gone. And so everyone's like they're sold out. I'm like if they were if P- if Sony was selling a lot of PS4 Pros, we'd know because they would say it. They would tell you. Uh, they haven't shut up once about sales. Just like last generation Xbox 360 didn't shut or Microsoft didn't shut the fuck up about how Xbox 360 was selling. If PS4 Pro is selling millions and millions of units, we'd know. So, um, so I just don't know that this is a fight worth even having.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see what Scorpio does because I, based on those leaked documents from back back, you know, pretty much an announcement. You're like, okay, cool, it's PlayStation 4 Pro. But then it, that's what uh, our argument has always been about the Xbox One Slim or whatever Xbox One S that it's you know, well, that's doing basically what the Pro is doing. They still to make a big deal about it. da da. So. Stupid fucking jargon. Everybody should be playing on CRT TVs. Not caring is what I say. I agree. Okay, good. Colin. Yep. It's trophy time. What do you well, got for me? me? T- Tell me you got the fucking puzzle game. Oops. I want to know
1: jigsaws, revenge, Calypso, battle. Let's see what we got here. Uh, is there anything interesting at all? Anything interesting at all? No. That that no jigsaw. Out. Nope. Fucking hell. That game's not on here, and there's really nothing interesting here. So just not, I, I don't think we should go through any of these. Oh, fine. Because we did, we did last week. We did uh, wow, Tom that's... Clancy's Wildland. I mean, and everything up from there is just who gives a flying fuck, frankly. So okay, well, nothing, nothing that breaks to my heart. You
0: broke my heart. Mm. Instead, let's check in with Super Cerberus, who says, "Hey, Grawlin." Hi, hi. Guess what? This trophy can go fuck itself. The game, Resident Evil Zero. The trophy, who needs partners. The description, collect all of only one color of leech charms. A bit of an explanation. Resident Evil Zero has an unlockable mode called Leech Hunter where you have to roam around the training facility collecting green and blue leech charms only Billy can pick up the blue ones and only Rebecca can pick up the green ones also you can't drop them once you pick them up so you have to carefully manage your inventory because there are a million enemies anyway it kind of sucks but I still had to play a lot of it in my quest for the platinum trophy there are two really obnoxious trophies related to this mode but who needs partners is one of the worst I've ever seen it forces you to complete ignore half of the charms and only pick up all 50 of one color the thing is there's already a trophy for finding all 100 and there's virtually no chance of this happening organically so it's completely redundant it's not even difficult it's just a fucking chore it's like when it's like when you beat a game on hard mode and then you have to go back and unlock the trophy for normal of course i still did it because i have no self-respect but there was no reason for me to be put through that capcom In summation, this trophy has absolutely no reason to exist, and it can go ram a big black baseball bat up its ass. Also, the clay is really coarse and tough.
1: You know how I feel about Steinbeck. Don't be fucking bringing that shit around here. All right?
0: Trophy time was brought to you by Blue Apron. Ladies and gentlemen, did you know that you can get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash I love you? Of course, you've had... You've heard me talk about this before. You know I've used Blue Apron. They made buffalo chicken sandwiches. I use that. So they send you the worksheets, right? You open the box. It's all these fresh ingredients. They're all pre-packaged, all pre-portioned. You go through the little worksheet. You say, cut the potato up. You cut the potato up. Toss in the olive oil. Toss in the olive oil. Put in the oven. Put some spices on it. Great, you do it all. You can save the worksheets, though, even once you stop using Blue Apron. You stop using Blue Apron. Sorry, Blue Apron. i tell you this. You save the worksheet. Then you just buy the potato, the olive oil, the seasonings. You know what I'm talking about. This is how you do it. Think smart. Think smart, everybody. Teach a man to fish. He never has to fucking get the fish delivered to his house again. He can just go out and get yeah, the fish. Jesus he said. can just go get it. Jesus yeah. is like, fuck yeah, man. Get some Blue Apron. So what I'm saying is you can go. Try all the meals right now. You can keep them, or you can just keep getting delivered. If you have no idea what Blue Apron is, you've been living under a rock, they send you the box, pre-ingredients, pre-portioned ingredients You do this. You want to know some upcoming meals, Colin? Sure. They got pork chops and miso butter with bok choy Whoa. and marinated apple. Whoa. They got spicy shrimp coconut curry with cabbage and rice. If you, ladies and gentlemen, cabbage want to check... Smells like cabbage. <laughs> small hands. If you want to check out the menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping, go to blueapron.com slash I love you. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash I love you. And a pro tip from Greg, you can keep the worksheets. So you can just keep on making it over and over again. You could, you know, if you want variety, you do it over and over, they don't repeat the meals. Or you could just say, I'm taking you for a ride, honey.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Gonna take you for a ride.
0: Reader mail. Mail I thought call. we just did a reader mail. That was the topic of the, oh, the show. Jesus. We were involved. What? You thought we were going to end at 108? I don't know. I like to get it to like a 120, yeah. then start doing the roundup. Right, right, you know right, what right, I mean? Right. I got It's from Jericho. Jericho gathered the good ones. Thank you, Jericho, for getting the news together. You, want, you, you, you can pick one, all right? Share play. Oh, Jesus, no. Female gamers. Oh, Xbox Game Pass. Female gamers. The Xbox One Game Pass is awesome, by the way. We're going to talk about that in a second. I'm sure that'll come up still. We, I mean, we're not disqualifying it. I am. It's disqualified. Oh, sorry. Emma Lynn. Wrote in and said, how'd you do, Greg and Colin? How do you do, Colin? I thought said, how do. he do? How'd he do? How'd he do. do? I do. Never written into the show before, but I've been listening to kind of funny content for a while with my hubby. I'm a lady gamer, and I feel you guys missed a critical bit on the subject of female protagonists in episode 75. Even if us female game, gamers aren't as prolific as the guys, there are quite a few of us. And for me, seeing the rise of, of the female protagonist is really exciting and an awesome thing. It's not that I can't relate to a male protagonist. That would be silly because gender doesn't define the entirety of a person. It just feels a little disheartening when most of the games presented to you feature a male protagonist. It's nice to play a girl for a change. While a female, a female protagonist may turn some men away, there are plenty upon plenty of other choices presented to them within the genres, especially within certain genres. Sure, The Last of Us and Horizon may have ladies, but how many first-person shooters can you think of that have a woman at the head of the story? Plus, as you fellows mentioned, there are plenty of games that let you choose your gender. Just like with movies, television, and comics, the male leads tend to outnumber the females. And when you get into genres that cater more towards men, such as action movies, the difference is even clearer. Do you think... Just as some men turn away from games with a strong female lead, having more women in the role of a protagonist may draw more women into games. Do you think we will see more women as protagonists as a positive response to this, if so? And do you think developers might try to place women in genres where they are lacking? Finally, do you think we will see some developers, especially the likes of indies that enjoy telling very compelling and different stories, use video games to tackle our understanding of gender in ways that don't easily get to—we don't get to see it in everyday life. What I mean by that is women, or men, women, and trans folks being able to experience each other's struggles with the masculine slash feminine dynamic, because everyone deals with gender stereotypes. When I say this, I'm thinking more of a "Gone Home," "Emily's Away," or freshman year emotional kind of game. Thanks for the great content, Emily. psl love what you guys do. So, lots to unpack there. So, Colin, do you think? Just as some men turn away from games with a strong female lead, having more women in the role of protagonists may draw more females into games.
1: Um, no, I mean, maybe maybe in some small way. Uh, I just don't know that anyone really cares or that most people really care. I agree with what she's saying. I as, as a straight white male, I love uh, playing from a various perspectives or from ver- through various lenses. Uh, so when I see a female character like Aloy even though her name is terrible I'm really excited to to play from that perspective again it's not a relation thing because I don't really think I think that the as we talked about I think on the games cast I think the idea of relating to characters in games is a little overblown
0: that was a a combination of last week's PSL of you and games cast yeah for two weeks
1: but I but I uh, but I agree with her 100% that I think it's great uh, simply for the diversity of stories being told I don't I don't necessarily look at it maybe it's my my own ability to my own privilege yeah but like but I don't look at I never look at this as of like well this brings in more people or this represents more people I'm like this is just good for storytelling <laughs> telling telling the stories of straight white uh, protagonist dude bros is boring yeah uh, I mean they, they have a place but but not you know because I was thinking I actually zoned out for me because I was thinking she asked what can you think of a first person shooter at which the woman's at the head and I'm like no yeah uh, and the I think a lot of first person shooters I'm sure that they're out there but I can't think of one.
0: to her point well, that just shows how limited it is right to her point will it bring in more female gamers I think it does and I think it does in the same way and I'm I, to dial it back to toys um, the amount of action figures and things right like you know let's go to uh, the avengers right where they put out the entire box set of the avengers and they don't put black widow in there right like it is a thing where they you start breaking it off where it is for girls I'm, and boys i'm sure when i was growing up video games were a boy's toy it was I, I you know i had very few few girls i knew in school who were playing video games like i did or like mike Boylan did or like any of these people did and the ability to jump in there and not have it just be Contra, which is the G.I. Joe figure slamming together, but to have it be a spectrum to be able to look at a PlayStation commercial and see a way out there, I think does matter and it matters in the way that it matters when Mark Ruffalo was tweeting about yeah, like, Hey, like I mean, I am an, I am a fucking Avenger and yeah, my daughter would love to play with a Black Widow toy and I, she wants to have those experiences as gender means less and less. I think going forward in terms of what you can be in and what the barriers to entry is in, but it is that thing that I think that is something that needs to be there i'm glad it is there do i think you'll see you know do you think we will see more women as protagonists as a positive response to this if so i do i think i think it, no, either two. i don't even think it's going to be because of the positive response necessarily and this is this is a dirty thing because it makes it sound like video games are strictly uh, from a developer standpoint are just business i know there's been meetings that i've heard about in in older games but of like well the, put the protagonist make them look like this because we want to sell the most copies now that gorillas come out now that Horizon's a huge hit now that there is a female led I'm an action brave I'm all these cool things and i you racist I'm sorry <laughs> I didn't mean it. the fact that she's out there it does speak of like no no they did it there's no lo- you can't sit there in a boardroom and have some old fucking crusty white guy tell you that No, no no it's got to be like this you can be like no these guys did it and we can do that too and look at all the positive praise they got except for this one time because they used savages yeah just i think savage will be fun uh,
1: i think uh well that's savage Beat. and i uh i do think that yeah i think that we'll see that i've heard similar meetings i mean look at what ea did to fucking overwatch uh just in the sense of like of bastard focus that grouping game. to yeah. death that game um and i think you could do that to any game um they would probably deny that i got some mixed responses when i asked when i inquired about that when i was writing pieces about insomniac back in the day um do i think do, i'm curious how far it'll go um when we get into the realm of transgender people, um, even gay protagonists, like openly yeah. gay, and what I, I don't mean is in a disrespectful way, but even flamboyantly gay, like you know they're gay. Like you, you meet uh, a person, you know, meet many gay people, you wouldn't necessarily know that they're gay, and then you meet gay people and you know in a second, it's, it's not really a uh, a question, right? And I wonder, I think that's the next step we'll take, and we'll see what the gaming populace as a whole can withstand. Um, I personally think that sounds really interesting. 100%. Like uh, uh, Ballad of Gay Tony is a good example. Not that you're playing as gay Tony, but even having a guy like that as a welcome, um, you know, kind of uh, character in uh, a game that actually came out now eight years ago, so at a different time, actually, um, in a mass market game. Millions and millions of people play that game. I thought it was a nice sign. Yeah. And, and uh, I think, you know, uh, but there's going to be big reactions, not necessarily to gay, playing as a gay character, but the characters. I hate to put it this way but subtly gay I think I think Ellie is subtly gay and I think that that you know as opposed to being like a you spent hours and hours and hours with her and you never thought about it but I mean I'd be intrigued to play a shooter with a flamboyant gay man you know like it would not be interesting i mean like like what does that look like what does that mean anything at the same time like a transgender person i think is going to i think that's gonna be a bigger hill for a lot of people to climb well and that's the thing she you know one of her final questions not me but i mean i, I but i do under, i'm not a fool i know like that what that how that's going to go down
0: do so, you think that we'll see some developers especially indies use video games to tackle our understanding of genders in ways I, that's happening already yeah, you list the games be. that are happening gone home emily is away freshman year i'd throw in a normal lost phone i'd throw in uh read only memories like th- this is happening where this is already Read Only memories is an interesting example because it's you know neo sf and it's this battle between have you been enhanced are you augmented that's the fight and you meet all sorts of people who gender fluid and this is their relationship but that's not what people are fighting about we're not you know we're not fighting about that in 2064 we're fighting about the fact of oh you're one of these fucking people who put the implant in your head or you genetically modified yourself like i'm not going to deal with you
1: well i think that i think i think there is a relationship between the nonchalant nature in which something that is otherwise bold is done and the reaction to that bold statement. So an example I'll give you is Metroid. Mm-hmm. When Metroid ah. came out in the mid eighties, uh, if you got it to certain ending, you'd see, well, you always see Samus take her helmet off. So you would know she's a woman. Um, they would even make her in a little bikini and whatnot, depending on how, how quickly you beat the game. And I remember that being, being a little kid and, 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 you know, you were asking like, did I know, you know, did, did we know girls playing games Well, my sister played games? Yeah. And, uh, but I think that was her in her relation to my brother, just like me but I don't remember, we all liked Metroid, but I don't remember us ever making a big deal about it because the game never made a big deal that Samus was a woman. It was just like Samus is a woman. It was always
0: and, that trivia thing, right? If you met somebody like, right. hey, did you know that's a chick? What? And so, then you so punch so yourself I, in the dick. You're like, I'm not a man.
1: So I think the, the, the progress is going to come. Like I think I, that, that's why I'm so infuriated by that bullshit about Horizon mm-hmm. because I think Horizon does such a wonderful job of, of showcasing females in a way that never beats you over the head. Like You never think twice about it. Aloy is just a woman and you're playing as her and the matriarchy is the matriarch and you play any you, and you, and you interact with them and, and deal with them but it's never like you know Aloy's a chick is that cool hey but like it's just like no Aloy is a woman yeah. and, and that's who you play they don't make they a big hate deal her for of- a
0: completely different reason
1: exactly like it's a gender it, it reminds me a lot of mass effect in the sense that it is very mm. it is very gender blind um, in that sense, like no one no one she's not a brave that goes to the hunting lodge and they're like, oh, you're a woman. In fact, the person that takes her under her wing is also a woman, yeah. Um, and, and, and so on and so forth. I think that that kind of storytelling goes a very long way. In the mainstream of being like, well, this is not only accepted, this is okay, and I and I, I would I would venture that most people didn't think about it. So, if you had a gay character like Ellie, who they kind of in a back door made her, you know, she was always gay, but they made her gay. In retrospect, we didn't know when we played the last one. Damn Long. it, When you made her gay. Um, that was like that's not the defining feature of her. Sure, and and I I don't know that there are any transgender people walking around or gay people walking around as an example whose defining feature is or that they want it to be i'm gay that's my defining feature i'm gay any more than my defining feature is i'm straight and the transgender person is not i don't think their defining feature is i'm transgender it's that i like science or i enjoy film like whatever whatever actually defines them or i'm a good person mm-hmm. so i think if games move forward with that meant that mentality that horizon mentality of being like yes we're gonna have a transgender protagonist we're gonna have a gay protagonist a flamboyantly gay protagonist we're never gonna make mention of it though because that's just who that person is right Decision the outrageous. Reality, then I think that goes a very long way. That, that that erodes years of damage done in the in the gaming industry by normalizing that kind of stuff, which I think is great. Sure. As opposed to saying like, I think that this backfires if if someone's like if a big publisher or even a, a deep silver, a mid tier publisher is like makes a big deal about hey our new game X is. Uh, has a gay protagonist huge fucking back mistake. of the box it's a back of the box <laughs> bullet if point a, if that's their marketing or if that's yeah like, know. You know, to make a big deal about it. open big world mis- big mistake
0: more than 160 missions gay
1: <laughs> but, but it's a but 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 saying like you know like making a making a point of that in the i hear, marketing yeah materials, I, hear, I totally okay, I understand interviews in video, as opposed to saying no like that our character is a gay man and uh you know he's uh you know maybe he's flamboyant or whatever like you know like the, the prototypical uh gay person you might think of like that like uh uh, like a RuPaul or something like that. You know, you know, what, yeah, sure no, what, I know what i mean? Yeah, I know I mean. Or like someone you see on like uh, the, the the companions of like the real housewives or, you know, like, as opposed to just being like, no, that is just who that person is. We have nothing to say it's about it. It's like the it. way Bioware does it with their side characters. Exactly. you you'll
0: have a burly companion in terms of they're gay. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Or and, and, Sulu. And
1: I think that goes a great way towards just making it mainstream. Um so the kind of the more the more political indie games like 2064 I mean, they're fine and I like that I think I think On Home is a fantastic game and it's very political and it's about a lesbian relationship um yeah, but they to beat you, but I you. you also understand why that might be, and I, I don't agree, but you understand why some people might take umbrage with that in the sense that like, they're beating you over the head with it in that game. And I'm like, yeah, to an extent they are, but that's what the game is about. The narrative, and they yeah. never really make a big deal about it, which is what I think made it so interesting. Yeah. So I think that there's a way to do that that makes sense. And I think it's, it's very e- easy to identify how that could backfire. But I don't think we're that far away from a gay uh, man. I mean, we've already had gay protagonists, but a gay protagonist, but a big game with a with a gay protagonist that is sells millions and millions of copies and is mainstream. I don't think we're far away from that. And I don't yeah. think we're that far away from that representation. Maybe with transgender people as well. Mm, yeah, that's interesting.
0: And I think I mean, in, yeah, I hear you. I was going to say you could throw a mass effect out there again, but that doesn't. I mean, you uh, where you're forced to the protagonist is gay and that's the story. That's the choice. That's what it is. Tim, yeah. come here. Daniel the Awesome is written in to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, just like you can. And this is a question only Tim Gettys can answer. He says, hello, Colin and Greg. But he's talking to you, Tim. What are your thoughts on PlayStation View? I haven't really heard you talk about it beyond the passing comments. Honestly, I haven't heard anybody talk about it. I absolutely love the service, as it gives me an easy way to watch TV and it keeps the kids entertained. My deeper question is, why did Sony move into this space? It's a step beyond what Xbox One does, but was Microsoft, but with but was Microsoft's TV options really a threat to Sony streaming TV still seems like a risky venture direct TV. Now's launch was less than stellar, but sling TV has slowly been growing in popularity. Sony lost all Viacom channels due to contract negotiations though. So they've had a bumpy road too. I'm optimist. I'm optimistic. This service will be successful. I just thought it was odd that Sony jumped into this space. I would love to hear your thoughts. What do you
2: think you use view? I do now. So, so here's the thing. This all started a couple months ago, maybe two months ago uh, when my best friend Curran. Texted me and was just like, yo, I'm trying to cut the cord. Uh, I've listened to a bunch of your game over Greggy e show topics. You guys talk about cutting cable all the time, how the internet allows you to do this, this, and that. And he's like, the only thing holding me back from doing it is his fiance really enjoys shitty TV, like the Bachelor Don't we all? and things like that. Like yeah. all the the, you know, the Kardashians and all that stuff. And he really cares about sports. And he's like, there isn't any package that he can find that like does all those things. Yeah. So then it went down this whole rabbit hole. He's like, all right, cool. I did the research. There's Roku, there's Sling TV, and there's PlayStation View." And he's like, out of those, like, obviously he came to me for that stuff. He's like, PlayStation View, what's the word on it? And I just go, Psh, no, <laughs> like <laughs> that's a dumb thing that they're doing. And it, it's just stupid. Like, don't even worry about it. Like, yeah. you shouldn't think about it. It sucks. And that was totally me just talking out of my ass just sure. because we all just assume that it, it fucking None sucks of us use it. it. None I of us touch it. Like, it yeah. Why are you doing this? And it, it just feels like such a, a like insult to us because of the whole xbox one sure TV, tv 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 is like no it's about the games you know so it's like this weird righteous thing but uh then you know Gio was like oh i want to watch bachelor and i realized like we can't do it without cable Sons uh to bitches. watch it live so i was like all right we'll figure it out and so i tried a seven-day trial of View. yeah and it's just tv using your playstation and there's a whole bunch of different packages you get to choose what you want it is a little too complicated okay uh i wish that it was simplified in what package you get. there's way too many packages way too many add-ons and it gets pricey real fast okay um but i think that at the very least it's worth doing the trial for just to see if it can replace the things that you is need. quality good the quality it's that's a hard question to answer because i am using my playstation 4 pro on a 4k tv okay watching cable tv yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not beautiful hd so it doesn't look great um, but I don't think that that's PlayStation Views' fault. I think that that's the quality of the the network cool. fault. I don't watch TV, so it's hard for me to kind of sure. put all that in sure. there. I watch like everything exclusively like um, internet based, right? Um, but it's good enough, and, and I have never seen any better TV option okay. that type of stuff. Well, so I you I, got, been, you're telling me unlimited DVR, right? Is that a thing? Yeah, it's cloud based uh, DVR. Mm -hmm. Doesn't even save it to your your PlayStation, uh, and you can automatically set it so that it saves like the last thirty minutes of whatever Ah, you're live watching. There's all these like different things you can do. Like I, I'm not too into that, but uh, the DVR stuff has been working great. um, And since it's cloud based, and it's if you if you have fast internet, it's this whole thing's pretty awesome. The interface is really nice. Uh, I've been really impressed with it working. Like I haven't had times where I'm like, why aren't you turning on? Why can't I turn to this channel? It's just live TV on your PlayStation, yeah. and uh, there's something about using the PlayStation controller that it just—you can get through the the content in a way that makes a lot of sense. Like the interface is very well designed. Um, I think even more so than a lot of TVs are. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so it's like there's a lot of a lot more pros than I would have ever given it credit for, and I think that that is the ultimate compliment because. We I wrote it off completely gotcha. being something I wouldn't like, and I'm like, this is actually pretty good. And once our uh, trial ended, we had a discussion of sh- should we actually pay for it. We ended up not doing it, but that's just because we already have Hulu and Netflix and stuff, and we get enough of the. And isn't the bachelor almost over need. anyway? Yeah, and the bachelor's almost over. uh But uh, it's cool. I recommend you looking into it. If, okay. If you okay. think if you're thinking about cutting the cord because. Uh, without a a couple little things here and there I don't think HBO's on it and like a couple random other stuff but you can get HBO as a separate app, but that's when it start starts adding up. up. They nickel and dime. So, you. Yeah, you, you got to be smart, but if you want live TV, I do think that it's uh, an option worth looking into Okay. Mm.
0: and I would think Sony jumped in this space, right? Because they want to compete. It's what Colin talks about with, uh, you know, why he doesn't want to see or think Sony's just going to give up to switch like there's still a, why give up you. Why give your opponent all this mm. room? Remember, of course, like we talk about decisions are made years in advance. Hence why we all thought Gaikai was a big deal because at the time PlayStation was a different place and I'm sure this was the exact same thing of how can we counteract Microsoft as they chase yeah,
2: stuff. Switch numbers coming in. By the way, Colin, huh? we'll talk after the this, but Switch numbers are coming in for weekend. Oh, I saw it. The yeah. way's best-selling Nintendo console? In, in,
1: in, 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 North, yeah. in its
0: North American launch. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah. oh wow! All right, hell yeah, Colin, you get to pick the final question. Okay. Something about trophies. I don't want because if I tell you what it's about, it'll ruin it. uh Mass Effect, Mass Effect: Andromeda, or Horizon: Sixty Hours in. Mass Effect: Andromeda. We've talked about trophies in Horizon plenty. So it was somebody for the the trophy one. It was just that people can edit trophies apparently after they're out. So if they don't, they're lazy. I've never seen that happen. He's got examples. What are they? I'm just gonna read it. This is the final question. Okay. <laughs> Mr. J says hello, Sorry, Colin I and Greg. I, asked, I tried. I tried <laughs> it was again. like, are we it, the Mass Effect one was? It, are we excited for Mass Effect? i played Mass Effect. I'm I'm totally fucking pumped and can't wait. Okay. Hello, Mr. J says hello, Colin and Greg. This is more a correction than a question. But developers can, in fact, edit trophies after they've been out there. One of the examples is Drive Club and its DLC. In the original game, there was a trophy for getting level 5 on one of the I'm sorry. Getting level five on one of each accolades, and the actual description said max out one of each gameplay, game mode, vehicle, and event accolades. But that has since been edited to require level six. The sixth level was added in a patch way after the game was released. The description now says reach level six with one of each gameplay, really? game mode, vehicle, so they event accolades. So changed the whole accolades.
1: nature of the trophy
0: uh-huh <laughs> meanwhile in the dlcs there are trophies really? for winning quote-unquote trophy events originally they just stated win the x trophy event and since then an additional requirement has been added to require completion of at least a gold star difficulty the game didn't get difficulty options until several updates after launch and had dlc trophies since launch The dlc was just uh, the full career mode which couldn't be except uh, couldn't be accessed with the free playstation plus edition reaching the points cap is also a dubious excuse for not including trophies referring to greg's lego dimensions complaints here. Here. Drive Club got the bikes expansion pack which is not a separate game but received its own trophy list along with a platinum. Eventually the base game reached the cap for DLC trophies so the devs started putting additional DLC into the DC bikes list. The guidelines/requirements/limitations
1: Sony puts on the devs are truly a clusterfuck thanks for the laughs XOXO Jacob well point taken first of all I mean that's interesting information but the second the second thing is that we're dealing with a first party studio that could probably that really knew how to finagle the system I don't know that the know-how is there for these guys but to I mean this is this goes back to what we were talking about last week right make a trophy Bible
0: this does, and I you and I differ on the one fact that you're like there should be a team and all this stuff it just needs to be that they can consult us we'll go in there we'll take a week off work and we'll sit in there and you'll and t- pay us and we'll do it of course you'll pay um, us yes I would like to, <laughs> you let Colin change his name you let me pick Pat upon trophies uh, the, you go in there. You make a trophy Bible though, and here are the rules and the guidelines and we've gone through situations and we've talked to other developers and we're get, telling you the players perspective talking from the developers. Here's what it's got to be and how it goes in here is how you don't we're going to keep you from gaming the system and also other stuff. There's a way to fix trophies. Mm. Let us do it. Shuhei. Mm. we're there for you, sir. Colin, you ready to meet your best friend. Sure. This of course is PS. I love this best friend XO XO. If you didn't know, this is where one of you writes in with your PSN name. We read it. You get friend requests and messages of love from the best friends out there. This one comes from Shooter 1985. Yes, that's the PSN name. Hey, Colin McGregor. Oh, I got it. He says, wait for it, then embrace. No. I'll meet you halfway. Come here. That's my guy. That's my guy right there, guys. That's my guy! I always love watching you guys banter about Oh Jesus, call on the Walls
1: I do my thing and pop my, my jacket pop. Over and I just almost
0: punched through a new wall, I'm sorry That's uh, not the old wall, I would have fucking broke your hand uh, I always love watching Serendipitous I always love watching to you guys Banter about toilet paper, sex, and smurfs While keeping it real in the no spin zone Of video smurfs. gaming and playstations <laughs> It's come up once or I also believe that anyone who listens to your show are worth their weight in gold trophies. I mean, we're talking about the the sizzling fajita of no bullshit PlayStation broadcasters the world has ever seen. As such, I recently moved to Wisconsin, and though I love it up here, it's colder than Vader's dick and leaves a lot of <laughs> and leaves lots of time for gaming in the winter months. Did you mean Vader the
1: wrestler, or Vader, like <laughs> I,
0: Darth Vader? I thought he meant Darth Vader, but I don't. Darth, I, his suit keeps him cold, right? Isn't that the deal? I have a modest group of friends, but would love to have more who share the common bonds of listening to one of the coolest duos since belushi and ackroyd. Thanks for keeping it real. Shooter Nineteen eighty five. All Shooter. one word. Shooter that was a great movie. Happy Gilmore. Yeah, it was. You can count on me. Shooter waiting for you in the parking lot. <laughs> this week's forgotten PlayStation game comes from Shavo Sor. Shavo sources, hey, Greg and Colin. I'm here with your forgotten PlayStation game. On the PlayStation 2, there was this wonderful yet insanely difficult rhythm game known as Guitaru Man. You play as a young boy who learns he is actually a legendary hero that has been given the last guitaro, a magical electric guitar with the ability to dispel evil. The game is all about crazy battles against zany enemies with a lot of original music of all genres. That made for a wonderfully entertaining and unique rhythm experience on the PlayStation Two. P.S. It was later remade on PSP and was awarded IGN's Best PSP Music Game of 2006. Remember Guitar Man? I do. I do course. too. Good game. Check it out. Uh, now it's time for PSN's Worst Name of the Week. Of course, Shuhei Yoshida hates you and your family and won't allow you to change your PlayStation name. So every week we read a bad one that you left over at slash forums and beg him, beg him to let you change it. This one comes. From Anthony Caro. Anthony Caro says, "Hello, kind of funny. Mm. I'm new here. Mm. I became a kind of funny fan right after you guys left IGN, and I now and I am now a subscriber. I am a social media producer at WWE. That means I'm on tour four or five days a week with Raw and SmackDown Live. So I play most of my games on the road with my games vanguard. Shout out! I'm currently playing For Honor. Hey! Oh! oh whoa! Anthony here. Oh. Come out! Oh, whoa! bada bing which brings me to the worst PSN name. So there I was enjoying a death match with my friends while on tour in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Another shout out. I like that. I noticed that I was getting killed over and over again by the same guy who ended up being the top player, and it was then I noticed his name: pa- Paven. Period. Puss. Period. Daily. Paven Puss Daily. This name really resonated with me, and his skills are to be admired. So I had to join the forums and share. Keep up the good work, Anthony Cairo. Cairo, maybe. Hashtag team fat. Paving puss daily. I can relate. Oh, wow! Paving Puss Daily was brought to you by Movement Watches. (laughs) Movement Watches was founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. The watchmaker's goal is to change the way consumers think about fashion by offering high-quality, minimalist products at revolutionary prices. With over 1 million watches sold to customers in more than 160 countries around the world, Movement Watches has solidified itself as the fastest-growing watch company in the world. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard me talk about Movement as well. You go there, you pick out your watch, they send it to you, it's cheap. Movement Watches started just $95. At a department store, you're looking at 400 to 500 bucks. Movement figured out that by selling online, they were able to cut out the middleman and retail markup, providing the best possible price. Classic design, quality construction, and stylized minimalism. Over 1 million watches sold in more than 160 countries. You can get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to movementwatches.com slash XOXO. That's movementmvmtwatches.com slash XOXO. Now it's the time to step up your watch game. Join the movement. Saved. No, the, the goalie skills never go away with you. You never gave up, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This has been PSI Love You XO XO episode seventy-seven. Thank you for joining us. Remember, this is a product of kindofunny.com. So go there, listen to the other show, subscribe to the YouTube channels, watch Colin was right, watch everything we put up. It keeps the mics on. And it keeps my flesh warm. Also, it remember keeps my dick hard. It keeps my dick hard, unless it's Vader's cold dick. I didn't think Vader the wrestler. Is Vader's Vader the wrestler's dick real cold? I don't know. I remember him though. Of course he He was on Boy Meets World. What's not to remember? I don't remember that. I remember his stupid mask though. Yeah, yeah. It's Vader Did he time. die? I think he might. He have. has to have died. Right? He, probably, he was a big yeah, man. I think he's probably dead. I think. Yeah. Tim, is Vader the wrestler dead? Get me a give me a rain check on that one. Get him a rain check. He, get him a rain check. Get me a rain check on Vader's death. <laughs> it posts every <laughs> every Tuesday at 9 a.m. on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe. Where it's the What? He is alive! That's Fuck impressive. Yeah. Good job, Vader. Vader, if you're watching, you want to come on the show, come on by. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> uh and of course your support makes it the number one PlayStation podcast in the world. We thank you very much. I'm looking forward to seeing all your smiling faces at PAX East Friday, the tenth. 8.30 p.m. Dragonfly Theater. Will I be drinking? Yes, I will. Every episode of PSI Love You XOXO ends in a song and a segment we call Sing in a Shoe. Hey, this is where one of you talented motherfuckers goes to kindoffunny.com slash PSM and leaves us a song to play. I need your MP3 to play at the end of our MP3 and a YouTube link to annotate to at the end of our YouTube. Today's submission comes from Austin Killian who says, fuck him up, Colin and Greg. Austin Killian here with another original song, but this time it's not inspired by a video game. It is inspired by recent events related to our new president and social media. My song is called Downfall of Man, and in this track, I try to call out the hatred that has been spreading throughout this country and how we need to make a drastic change in our behavior. I'm very proud of the way this song turned out and of the message it sends, and I hope you guys enjoy it too. You can download it at finleyhouse.bandcamp.com and check out my other music as well. And if you... Want each of my monthly songs 24 hours before anybody else support me on patreon.com slash Finley house. That's a good ad. He did a good job insulting that one and getting that one there. And of course I need to plug a couple of other things. My podcast called the boom aang. I don't know if that's a misspelling boomerang squad on iTunes, which is all about the wonderful world of avatar. The last airbender and diving deep into the discussion on each episode. With... <laughs> and my solo podcast, just me being right. You do every episode of avatar huh and i'm that i've been uh, the boomerang probably makes more sense if you know avatar i don't know avatar do you know avatar no
1: i don't think i've ever seen it
0: and my solo podcast just me being me where i give my opinion on things like 90s cartoons taylor swift and anonymous relationship advice thanks so much p.s i love you xoxo austin killian you gotta send me the taylor swift episode of just me being me that sounds like something i'd like ladies and gentlemen until next time this is austin killian it's been our pleasure to serve you
3: Example number one, with his long successful stride, he builds up his ego and pride and six of other people to lower their wits so the confidence surely will die. Example number two, not sure of the man that he should be, no, The what's cautious, few beliefs, he pays it all forward to ruin his family. The hate continues as bread, perpetual bloodshed, not only through words that are fought between men, but also through words that are stupidly said. Yeah, number two hates his life. Number one got left by his wife. Both miserable caused by the negative. It balanced thoughts and emotions which interproduces a strife. Example number three. Just scrolling through Facebook with a quick look Since a black man died by the hand of a white up But suddenly her heart begins to cook Example number four did the exact same thing She took a quick glance and based off the article Title was blinded by a little of fiction Eleven words sting, they packed up the heat Took on other to streets for three men in blue Six feet underneath the walls when they heard it Just fell to their knees They sobbing and screaming and kicking the feet we don't even need hell in the life After this, we mass-produce A phrase that lasts a whole lifetime And under our kids You can't escape Stop hell Take a long look In the mirror the Reflections as a nation, but people hate him. They- violence and hospitalization The other half just sits and watches Open a brain for drum to botch this But what happens when the nation shambles And all the good men become trampled Would you be happy then? You proved you were right, but now you're dead Makes no sense to me, this monstrosity No longer inspired, you are not an accessory But go ahead and hate me Oh, take my words and twist them blatantly At least I'm trying to spread A message to help the corrupt Look at what I see You can escape, tell you- just take a long look in